Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey guys, so I'm off this week, but I decided to rerun an episode in which Princess and I talked about Amber's Bean special, which she did right when she got out of prison for the first time. I hope you enjoy it, and I will be back next week. Bye! Hi guys, welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. Before we get started, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who came to the Chicago meetup. It was it was just so fun. I was blown away by how many people that were there. And the whole weekend was just wonderful. Come on over to Emotionally Broken Psychos, that podcast, and listen to our live is not the correct word, but the podcast a bunch of us recorded. Uh, everybody else is very drunk except for me, and it's very interesting to listen to. So there was no new Teen Mom this week, which makes no sense because some weeks they play two episodes, some weeks they play zero episodes. I don't understand. So I asked my good, good internet friend, Princess Jones Curtis, who you guys will remember from the Bean Nathan episode, to come back and talk about an episode that's very near and dear to my heart, which I've discussed on here before very briefly, and it was Bean Amber. So welcome, Princess. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be back. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like anytime I'm asked to be on Feathers in My Hair, I feel like it's like an honor. I'm always like, what? When I get that Facebook message. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. And this was, wow. I have not watched this since it was on TV. I mean, I'm sure I've watched it it, it, since the original. It came on February 23rd, 2014, because I was watching it on the MTV app and it showed the date it aired. And I was like, that like three fucking years ago. That's not that long ago. Yeah. But I, so I I know I watched it again when Teen Mom OG was coming back on the air because they were replaying all of the specials, but I don't think I've mm-hmm. watched it since then, so probably since 2015. And I did mm-hmm. remember a lot of it, but I just, I guess I didn't remember how, like, exploitive it was, but in a different way yeah. than we're used to seeing. Because let's be real, this is yeah. reality TV, and this is Teen Mom, mm-hmm. It. It runs on exploitation. So I'm not going to sit here and mm-hmm. pretend to be above the exploitation. But there was something so raw about this that this should not have been filmed. Amber did not want mm. to agree to this and really agreed to it, not just for the money, but the money, obviously, she had no real way of making money besides MTV and filming her literally getting out of prison but God, I mean, MTV manipulated her into doing this by staying in contact with her the entire time she was in prison. Oh, I am sure so wait, no. I am positive <laughs> that they wrote to her every other month when she was in prison and put money on her books so that she would fucking let them film the minute she got out. I'm 100 percent sure of it. So that's why you think because my thing is because I thought that girl's name is Kiki, right? Yeah, the producer Kiki. that was like, no, it's not you. It's everybody else. 
my uh, my thought was like, oh, she's already crossed the the fucking line already back then, and she's called and she's text not texting Jesus Christ. She's uh, sending mail to Amber and telling her, don't worry, it's not your fault, you're in prison. That's what I thought. My thought was that like she's getting letters from Kiki, mm-hmm. and Kiki has already become the Kiki we know and love who's cradling her and telling her everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That's what my thought was. I, I didn't think it was like a, a MTV. I didn't think like somebody MTV was like, you better keep writing her. Put the money on her books. Probably. We need- Don't, I mean, it makes sense because MTV needed to make sure. Amber yeah, is very much a person that like, if you're good to her, she'll allow you to be around. And that's the only sure. way she'll allow you to be around. And I think they knew that about her. And they were like, look, mm-hmm. if we keep in contact with Amber, she's way more likely to let us film. We know she has no friends. We know her family is trash. We know Gary's a piece of shit. So let's be the one shining light. But I do think Kiki, I mean, if you guys remember, Kiki is the producer that got in all that trouble back in like March because she was texting mm-hmm. Matt and texting the girl Matt maybe sexually assaulted and promising her not to tell Matt what she was saying and told Matt. Kiki is also baby Nova Lee Rain's godmother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's, she crossed the line. That's, that's, that's all you have to say about Kiki. Kiki does not know where the line is. You're somebody, you're one of the subject's godparents. Like, I just feel like, see the reason, like, I think that your theory is good, right? Mm-hmm. But, I think that when Amber went to jail, MTV never expected to, to get pick up where she left off. Okay. I don't think that's what they thought they were going to do. So I don't think anybody had the foresight to say, stay on Amber's good side. I think Kiki is just being Kiki. And mm-hmm. we should get a special call, being Kiki, where she drives around doing shit she's not supposed to do and crossing lines constantly. That's what I think happened. <laughs> I think it's pro- it could be definitely a mix of both, too. Yeah, sure. They just... They had to have known nobody else was going to be there for Amber. Because as we see in this yeah. special, she is nobody, really. Um, no. She, I mean, not really. Well, she has family, but keep in mind, see, this is the thing about watching this now rather than then. Now I know what happens in the future. Mm-hmm. So when I'm seeing her mom, I'm see- her mom who doesn't film, so is she not around anymore or is she just not filming? Uh, so my suspicion, her dad is dead. My suspicion has always been that Amber's mom maybe is an alcohol issue and Amber does not like her around because Amber's mom cannot keep her opinion to herself in any way, shape, or form and does not keep her opinion to herself on camera. And I think Amber's mom not liking Matt meant that she was not invited to film. Right. And then also keep in mind that I don't know for most of us our mom's that person that's gonna be like god damn it mm-hmm. what are you doing like should they don't kiss up to you you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i mean unless they're nathan's mom but <laughs> normally but your mom's the one that's like why is this house dirty yeah what are those pill bottles you know what i mean like yeah. she's not your friend that's gonna <laughs> yeah so, so yeah i can see why she's not around but yeah the only people i see that are still in her life are cousin crystal and cousin crystal doesn't come around anymore yeah, and They're also like they get into it when OG comes back, but Crystal, like, never came to visit Amber in prison, and I think her mom even says, do you remember they go to a spa, and her mom basically says, like, Crystal, where the fuck were you? You didn't come around when Amber was in prison. You just came around when MTV came back. <laughs> I guess. Okay, well, see, here's the thing. That, that 
this is a special uh, issue in my heart because I've experienced my father, my biological father's mm-hmm. been in prison for 36 and a half years. And I was, uh, I visited him. My parents broke up like very early, like way before he went to prison. But um, it, I mean, before I was six months old. And so my mother used to take me to visit him because when she divorced him, she didn't want his, um, his relatives to uh, try to do anything that would, you know, jeopardize um, mm-hmm. her, her, her shit. She wanted her side of the street to be clean. So she would take me when I, when I lived in state, like once a month. So I visited prison, mm-hmm. but so like when I hear stuff about people visiting or whether Leah visited or even Phaedra, remember Phaedra and yeah. Apollo, when the kids are going to visit, like, I think, like, I'm perfectly comfortable visiting prison, but I don't think everybody needs to. Agreed. And we're just, and my, so my father's been in prison for so long, and I've been visiting for so long, that, like, I, like, knew staff there. Mm-hmm. At my college orientation, a guard recognized me because he was bringing his son to his orientation. Ugh. I became friends with that guy. I went home with him all the time for, like, Thanksgiving and shit, <laughs> and would go to the jail and visit my dad. Like, this is so, I mean, this is not the regular experience, but this, I mean, I feel like none of my experiences are the regular experience, but I'm just saying that, like, I've been visiting prisons for a very long time, and, like, I don't think that if my cousin Amber went to prison for, like, uh, what, we need to get into why she's in, actually in prison, but yeah. what, if my cousin Amber went to prison, I don't think I'd be visiting her either. I might, like, let her call me, but I'd be, like, and how far away was she? Was she, like, two hours away? Because... That's a different story than if you're down the street. I I don't know. Yeah. I also, you know, as I've talked about, my ex-boyfriend is in prison. And when he was in county jail, I've never been to visit a prison, a state prison. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure people realize how time-consuming it is and annoying. At this one place, first of all, some of them have extremely strict dress codes. And you can be thrown out before you even get there. There's like, there's so many times people don't even know where you, you pull up to the prison and you're like not even allowed in. So at the first county jail he was at, and these are both in my like area. One of them was 10 minutes from my house. I would get there. If visit starts at seven, I would get there at 5 PM and line up in my car. Get there early. A whole, you would wait in your car and it was easier to wait in your car at the beginning of the night than to get there and have to wait in your car and then wait inside as well so i would get there and Uh i would sit in my car for two hours then i would wait inside the prison for mm, usually i'd be in there quickly because i did this so i'd be one of the first people in line one of the first people right Yeah, i'd rather wait in my car than wait in the visitor center then you had to have your correct outfit on then you had to be searched Uh Uh, at this yep. prison, you had to be Invasive. searched. You, it, I mean, uh-huh. you have to literally, you go in the bathroom with a female guard, you have to open your mouth. They check your hair. You can't have any hair ties. You have to lift your, uh-huh. your bra and like shake your body. They pat you down. It's not like yep. super invasive, even children, but they it's a process. Oh, they make you take, if you have a baby, you have to take the diaper off. So you they can the examine inside yeah. the diaper. It's, it's a full process. Then you have to go through the metal detector. You're picture is taken you have to be on a visitor uh-huh. log oh the you first get a, time I you tried get a club to... stamp yeah the first time <laughs> i tried to go it was like 
so awful. I had to change and then I wasn't even on the visitor log. It was a whole big thing. Uh Um, you can't bring anything into the prison. So everything has to be left in your car. You go in, you can hug and then you sit in this huge room and you wait for, you're there for like 30 minutes. Now it would take me for a 30 minute visit. I'd be there for about three hours. So, and this is local to me. I can't imagine, you know, my ex-boyfriend's sister just went to try and visit him. And, oh, by the way, don't ever try and call a prison and find out about visiting hours because nobody picks up the fucking phone. Literally at the one he went to, (laughs) it would just ring. Nobody even works there to pick up the phone because this was a Uh private prison. So they really get no fucks. Yeah. And also keep in mind that you don't know if they're in lockdown because a fort could be missing and they've locked the whole place down. You also have to keep in count. Yeah, or you could also have to keep in, or they're or they're short of staff. The place is locked down. We don't we don't have enough guards, so no no business day. Or you have to also keep in mind that they do counts, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to count everybody in the fucking prison every few hours. And if you arrive in the middle of a count, it can take you an hour added on to what you already had. At at my when I visit my father, my father um, he has I always I can bring quarters in a in a change purse, mm-hmm. and my father can't. Uh, I mean, he, he recent. I mean, he's an old guy now. He recently had a, a terrible bout of um, uh, food poisoning because, um, I mean, the food yeah. in prison isn't great. I, I think people think people in prison are having it great, but they really don't. But so anyway, the food isn't great. So I always bring like $30 with the quarters and I buy him the chicken sandwiches that are in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in prison so much. I got my first period in prison <laughs> and I was in a bathroom for so long that a guard came to get me. Oh. And I was just like, I'm having my period. <laughs> and she was like, do you need a tampon? I was like, uh, no. like I've been to a lot of fucking prisons. So I, while I understand Crystal, people being like, where the fuck is Crystal? I can also understand Crystal being like, bitch, I ain't going up there. Same. <laughs> Same. All right. So, yeah. But just like to set the prison mood, it's actually kind of perfect that <laughs> Princess and I are talking about this. But yeah, visiting prison is not an easy to do thing. So I'm not nope. shocked that Gary, as we find out, only brought Leah three times. It's I would it, have never brought her. Yeah. I would have never brought her. I don't know if I would have. I'm of two minds. I've seen some prison visits that well, first of all, ugh, uh-huh. I remember my ex boyfriend used to have prison visits on the night at one point he had prison visits the same night as the women and it was like the fucking most heartbreaking thing in the world to watch because in case you guys don't know 75 percent of women in in jails in the united states are mothers Uh (laughs) and it is and a lot of them are there for drugs it's most of them i would even think most of them are there for drugs so heartbreaking to i mean it's sad to watch the kids with their dads but i don't know society has programmed me to have certain ideas and beliefs and there's just something so fundamentally heartbreaking about watching because it's usually when the kids come to visit their moms it's like a grandmother brings them or an aunt but when they come to visit their dad at least the kids are with their mother you know like yes you you already know they're displaced they're displaced already yeah there's just something so upsetting about the kids visiting their mom but yeah let's get into the episode and we'll obviously keep talking about this but we get the amber's you filmed the best moments of my life and the worst moments of my life. And Amber was sentenced to five years in prison. It was a funny, I can't believe they showed Amber or Gary in the bunny suit. (laughs) I can't like, we always forget how 
skinny Amber used to be. Mm-hmm. Amber used to be very small. I mean, she's been big too. So when she says she's never been a size 18, she's a liar. But she's also, she's been tiny. And tiny. I just remember when this show, when, when Teen Mom came on, people automatically going, yeah, the fat one. <laughs> yeah. And now we look at pictures and she's fucking tiny in them. And she yeah. was the fat one. She was. I, oh, so wait, let's, wait, we, we need to set the mood. We need to talk about why Amber's in Yes. Because that is super important. Yes. So Amber is, is kind of in prison because of Teen Mom. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> she was, she so would have went. She, she would have gotten caught here. for something else. Oh, yeah. But. She was going to do. She was going to prison. Yeah. But, so she was beating Gary up and she got charged. That, that got sent off or whatever. Because remember how people kind of think. There are lots of people who are like, who believe Team Mom is about mothers and babies. That's not really, I mean, we know no. that's not what it's about. But people are like, this is a wholesome show. This is a, you know. So anyway, she was beating up Gary and people were upset about it because you mm-hmm. shouldn't beat people up. And she got charged with that. Yeah. She got probation for two years, right? Mm-hmm. But during that probation, she got into a fight. Now, I looked this up because I was like, why the fuck is she in prison again? Uh, she got into a fight in an IHOP. With a girl who was caught, who was like, you know, I guess talking about her. And Amber was like, you don't know shit about me. And started whooping her ass. She actually said, I'm going to whoop you. And it's on film. And when she got arrested, she had pills mm-hmm. that were not prescribed to her. And then, so she got sentenced to like a rehab program. And she mm-hmm. was like, I can't do rehab. I, in court, she says, I'm a bad girl. <laughs> they finished. She's like, I'll do the time. So she, and remember, Leah's three and a half when this happens, okay? Mm-hmm. So she decided she was going to stay in prison till Leah was eight and a half because she could not do rehab. Yeah. So I do want to say, though, I think, <laughs> I think Amber makes herself a lot braver in her story. Yeah. Where she's like, I chose mm-hmm. to put myself in prison. Here's yep. what really, Amber got sentenced to what's known as drug court. It's an extremely hard program. You are drug tested multiple times a week. You're expected to attend 12 set meetings. You have to attend IOP. It's really fucking hard. Intensive outpatient programming. So you're you're at uh, like counseling multiple times a week. It's time consuming and it's almost impossible to be getting high while in drug court. Most people can kind of fly with getting high on probation for a while. You know, if they don't have a strict probation officer, they go in once a month. It's not random tests. You can you can fly on probation. You know, Janelle. Bit. Yeah, Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's definitely possible. But on drug court, it is extremely hard. And the thing with drug court is that if you fail drug court, you get an even harsher sentence. Right. So I think somebody, probably Amber's lawyer, told her, look, girl, you are you can't do drug court. You are not going to stay sober on drug court. And if you don't stay sober on drug court, you're doing the full five years. It makes way more sense for you to plead guilty, not go on drug court, and go into the therapeutic community in which you'll be credited for good behavior, and you're doing way less than five years. So I don't think it was her lawyer, though, because her because here's the thing, though. She she only gets less than five years if she finishes the program in prison. Mm-hmm. I think it was another drug addict. That yeah, was somebody like, told her. I tried drug at I tried drug court. 
and I couldn't get high. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I tried drug to... court and I, I kept failing and I got double my sentence that I would have done if yeah. I just fucking agreed to go to prison in the first place. And if you go to the therapeutic community, you get extra privileges. Yeah, and it's real easy. You just got to, man, you just, I mean, you just got to do what they tell you to do and you can sleep a lot. I think that's, I think somebody else who had gone through it told her that. Yeah. I, I think her lawyer was like, just stop doing drugs. Well, I think that's what her lawyer said. Yeah, I, <laughs> true. I agree. Somebody like told her basically, if you do drug court and you fail, you're doing your full five years. So you might as well mm -hmm. go take this, get the time served and you're going to be done way quicker. I actually personally know people who have chosen to go to jail over probation because it's just so much quicker. And it's like, you can be on right. probation for five years or go into jail for six months. Uh, mm -hmm. Or sometimes people will stay. My ex-boyfriend told me people would stay in prison to max out. So they wouldn't have to go on parole when they get out because it's just, yeah. it's hard. I don't think people understand. It's hard to be on parole and probation. It is not easy especially when you're a drug addict and they're drug testing you, you have to go to the courthouse, however much deal with your probation officer. You have curfews. You got to pay for it. You have to pay fines. You have to have a job. It, it's not easy to be on probation and parole. And if you go into a prison right now, especially a County jail, almost everybody there is there on violations. They're not there on their original sentence. They're almost all there on their violations. So, yeah, Amber presents yeah, this as, like, the most selfless choice she's ever made by going to but prison. But it was a good choice. I'm not taking that from her. She made the correct choice. But it was not some, like, valiant, like, I'm going to save myself so my daughter won't have to suffer with an addict mom. No. no. And also, she, she t today, in 2017, she acts like she did, like, 10 years of St. Quentin. Yeah instead of 17 months in a women's minimum security prison. Yeah, like, and she still blames Gary in 2017. She still blames Gary for her going there. But it's not... Listen, Gary's got his problems. Gary's we'll got talk his problems, about Gary. But, but nobody forced her to hit him, and nobody forced her to violate her probation multiple times. And, and nobody forced her to hit him on camera. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people in that room. There are, there are two cameramen and at least one producer. Yeah. And... Yeah. So, like, they're tough. You just whoop his ass in front of a bunch of people. I'm not one of those people who think that, oh, it's 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 terrible when a man hits a woman, but when a woman hits a man, it's it's okay. I'm I don't think that. I think people shouldn't hit each other. I don't. Right. I, don't I I. I <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking of Amber. Amber, you're extra stupid because although he's a big dude, there are a ton of people in there. They're filming. It's going on camera. Like, yeah, girl. Absolutely. So our first scene is it's Amber's release day because I wonder if I wonder if MTV like sent the contracts into prison and she signed yeah. like all her contracts with like a pre address or prepaid envelope like and sent yeah. them back out. They because were fucking. I bet you she got a payment before this even started. I bet she got a payment to her account. I believe like, a, to her account weeks. and probably also to her mom. Her mom probably got a check for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So uh -huh. her mom, her brother, Bubby, Sean, I think they call him Bubba sometimes too. And her yeah, nephew Sean. are all there with MTV and MTV's not a lot of film, but her mom is mic'd up and we hear Amber get out and then we see Amber and her eyebrows are super thin. Mm -hmm. She looks like she is gangbanging in Echo Park. Yeah. That's what I thought when I first saw her. She I, I was just like, 
what? But okay. <laughs> it's weird also because if you look at her body, her body is pretty thin. It's thinner than it is now. Her face is just so swollen. Her face is round. Yeah. Like Kara said in the group, Christina, Gary, and Amber all have moon faces. They're <laughs> round, and that's why they look like that. Because we were talking about whether Leah looks like Gary or whether Leah looks like Amber, and the, and and Carol was like, I just see a lot of moon faces. That's all I see. And she's right. Agreed. So that's why people think she's fat, too, because she has a big, brown face. That's very true. And her mom is just saying, like, you look healthy, you look healthy. Everybody's happy to see her. They drive a little bit down the street, and the MTV crew is waiting. Because the MTV's waiting for her. Is waiting for her. And there is just something so dark about this that and you know the paparazzi is there because they found mtv they just like probably went to see they knew the day she was getting out and went to see where mtv was parked and amber had to stop on the side of the road to greet mtv yeah to greet mtv which meant she had to talk to the paparazzi too and there's just there's just she was so vulnerable in that minute and she's just laid it all out there because she had to what was she gonna do say no mtv i'm not gonna film I'm going to make money on my own. I'm going to go back to Burger King. No, she wasn't. I know she wasn't. And also keep in mind that she was like a huge tabloid sensation right now. I know we make fun of them saying they're not celebrities, but they're known people. And this was the first thing that happened with the Teen Mom franchise. Oh, yeah. That was huge. I mean, Farrah wasn't doing porn yet. Correct. Um, and well, when she I got arrested, was getting in trouble, she wasn't. But it, Amber was well, definitely the most... Amber was definitely the most famous teen mom by the time she went to prison. The show went off the air because of it. Amber, it came out in the court documents that with her salary and with tabloids, Amber was making $250,000 a year with a majority of that coming from tabloids. She was on the cover of everything. Amber was, I mean, Macy was the favorite. Farrah, nobody really cared about because she hadn't done the porn yet. Because she was so boring. Yeah. I just finished watching, like rewatching some old stuff. Farrah was so boring and she was she and kate (laughs) were like neck and neck for boring asses hey guys we'll be back right after a quick break and then she's like guess what taking up the ass and then she became like super (laughs) she became the fair we know today but amber yeah amber was by far the most famous so there were Mm-hmm. Usually I'm like, yeah, sure. You called the paparazzi. They're not waiting around. But the paparazzi were definitely, definitely there waiting for yeah. her. And there's just, you know, they ask, like, have you seen Leah? And she's like, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Yeah. And I... she says out loud, I agreed to let them film me because they were really here for me. I know. I I think... And you're right. What else is Amber going to do? Because Amber was working at Wendy's before she got on Team Mom. And Amber was like, like, if Amber didn't have Team Mom, Amber would be, like, living, I don't I don't know where Amber would be. She'd probably be dead, to be honest, because yeah. she uh, probably would have, I know that's dark. I, she would have ran for a lot longer with, and managed to stay out of jail for longer and probably would overdose. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, Leah would be with Gary, like, right where he is right now. Because although Gary has his fault, he's not a drug addict. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an asshole, but he's not a drug addict. And Absolutely. and so Leah would be with would be with, um, with Gary and Christina. Yeah, she says the producers. Oh, so it's not that different. Yeah. 
She said the producers <laughs> were writing her letters the entire time she was there. I'm sure they were putting money on her books. Mm-hmm. And she, Amber basically lets us know that she's seen seen Leah three times in the last year and a half yeah. and that she only sees her if it benefits Gary, which I found, I wonder what that means. How does it ever benefit Gary for Leah to see Amber when she's in prison? Maybe when he wanted to, when he had some, like when she wasn't calling and he had something, he wanted to talk to her. Oh, and yeah. Because remember he was doing the back and forth, mm-hmm. but he was doing the, you know, maybe we'll be together. You never know. Oh. I love, I still love you, Amber. And, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't... I don't know. Like, I want to... I want to hate Gary for that, but I also, like... Dude, you're in prison. Like... Yeah. He He's single, so he could be... He could, like, be fucking three girls and taking calls from you and being like, I still care about you, Amber. Because he's single. Like, it's not like you guys were in bed together and he was saying yeah. that and then... Plus, like, he wasn't lawyer, loyal to her when she was home. Which we'll get into because no, she talks about she talks about the old <laughs> Gary. And I'm like, what old Gary? He's always been Gary from what we've seen. And we find out about Christina and that Gary is a girlfriend and Bubby likes her. Bubby's like, actually, you'll be able to talk to her easier than you'll talk to Gary. Major foreshadowing because that's the truth right yeah. now. Yeah. Amber talks to Christina more than Gary. We And we, actually... Oh, sorry, go. I actually, because... I was just like, who the fuck is Christina? Because I've never really, like, besides listening to this show, I don't really know much about her. So I started Googling about There's her. not a and, ton to know, except the husband no. thing. The husband, he filed for a divorce on Valentine's Day. But he, she's still married when they're filming this. At this moment, she's still married. Yeah. He hasn't, he doesn't, because this didn't air till 2014, and he didn't file for divorce till February 2014. Yeah. I don't know when Amber got out of prison. This is probably, and, let me look the exact date up. And so, and also, while you're looking at that, Amber, um, ugh, Christina's ex-husband filed a restraining order against her. Yes. Oh, oh she was but released I bet you was November 4th, 2013. The All restraining right, so order, good... though, wasn't like a, I don't want to be, the restraining order was so that about Carly kid, right? couldn't be filmed. And that's the other thing. Carly is only... I was shocked. Me too. I was shocked they said her name. I was shocked she was there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think her name... Is her name even mentioned on Teen Mom these days? Because she says she's got a daughter named Carly. No, 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 but now. Now, do they ever... I think they just say... No. They just say Christina's daughter. Yeah, they say Christina's daughter. Because, like you said, the husband has a court order saying that the... Cameras well, can't even be around. Yeah, that was originally she was around. They would be around and they'd film around her. And occasionally you would see like the back of her head or she'd be blurred out. And then the court right. order came that she can't even be with Christina if the cameras are there. She has to be at her father's house, basically. Which you well, know what? Good they, for her they dad. Said, they said she has to have a she if 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 it's Christina's time with her, find a babysitter. She must return her to her father. Yeah. So, like, she could be at school, she could be at a babysitter's house, but if you you have no other care, you have to take her back. Yeah, which is, you know what, good for him. Yeah, me too. I I would never let, I mean, as much as I love reality TV, I would never allow my child to be on reality TV. Ever. I wouldn't be on it. No. You'd have to blur me out. I would be Chris Lopez, (laughs) and I'd be on the phone like, are you filming? Because I do not get my permission for my voice and my likeness to be on this (laughs) 
Well, apparently that's what Nate's new girlfriend is doing. And we haven't gotten into it, but there was huge drama at the reunion this weekend. And Janelle and Nate's new girlfriend got into a huge fight. And I have no idea how they're going to air it because they're not allowed to say her name or use her voice. Like they can't show any sort of likeness of Ashley. So I have no idea. You know what I do? I blur her out and then I put her words, what she said on the fucking screen. A voiceover. (laughs) And then have, yeah, or or not even voiceover. I just, I just put the, I subtitle and then have Janelle talking back. But then you can't hear what's said, but you can. (laughs) I would like that that shit in there. If a producer like got on a voiceover mic and literally read out. (laughs) Well, you know, they're, they're, they're filming around Janelle with producers now. This isn't about Janelle, but I do want to mention this. Like, they're filming around Janelle with producers by saying, and by having them read their text messages. Mm -hmm. And just like you said about Kate, while she she used to cover up the cameras and smoke weed, I'm sure that this has been going on for years, but they've never filmed it. They've never, it it never made it to air. So that's another reason why Janelle is pissed because the stuff she's texting people, like, Oh, so apparently, you know, Janelle's saying she's not going to come back. That's a lie. And if she doesn't come back, then she'll definitely be on marriage boot camp. But if, but so they're sitting the season. So if Janelle refuses to film anything else and she's on the contract, I'm totally up for a whole season of Janelle's producers reading text messages from Same. Janelle, reading tweets Throughout from Janelle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We tried to publish that. Make that a book. Yeah. A, a big coffee, a big glossy coffee book. Ooh, I'd spend fifty dollars on that. Fuck yeah, I would. That showed me the centerpiece. I decorate my living room around it. <laughs> Same. All right, let's get back to being Amber. We find out that oh, Amber gets a phone call from her dad, and as we've said, yeah. Amber's dad has since passed away. He died from cirrhosis of the liver, liver which is a horrible death. Mm. It's it's a horrible way. He, I mean. I think he had been sober for almost 10 years, too, when he died. Wow. But he drank wow. himself to death and then had to suffer for 10 years sober. Um, Shit. So I don't mean to laugh at that. I just think it's every alcoholic's nightmare or drug addict's nightmare that you get sober and then you still have to deal with the consequences. And you have, like, all yeah. the pain and you can't even drink. Yeah. And he, Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. And but... you can tell Amber loves her dad. Mm-hmm. Amber loves her dad. Just the way she's talking to him. And also, listen to her voice. Amber doesn't sound like that anymore. Uh, yeah. Amber's slurry now. Now, maybe, now yeah. that, drugs, yeah. what is that? Yeah, I what think is... it's, I think it's a combo. If she's not on regular, dr- regular like, street drugs or abusing prescriptions, right. she's on heavy, heavy psych meds. Because remember, she's since okay. been diagnosed with multiple uh, mental illnesses. Right. And she takes psych meds. By the way, every teen mom and two and teen mom OG, their significant others, every the parents, the children, were all in L.A. this weekend. I'm Sometimes when one of the uh, cast is doing a reunion, they'll bring the other cast out so they can do after shows. They filmed a New Year's Eve party. I'm sure they have the OG girls doing upcoming season promo and voiceovers. It just mm-hmm. makes sense cost effectively, I would assume, for MTV to fly everybody out at once, have them all in the hotels once, and all the producers yeah. there at once. Amber was not there. She has not been on social media at all. She tweeted today something like, Hey guys, I know I haven't been around, but I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm wondering if Amber went to rehab again. Maybe. 
It's and very what, what about weird. that new boyfriend? Yeah, oh, who has a DUI. He was stalking restraining order. I mean, nobody normal is going to be with Amber. Just like nobody normal is going to be with Janelle. Right. But he has, but see, here's the thing. When someone says, oh, someone got a restraining order against me and it was, a, and it was a misunderstanding. Okay. You got two in there misunderstanding? No. Yeah. <laughs> was like, that you that said people. like one DUI, you can maybe say, eh, but two DUIs. It's yeah. like, okay, you've got a pr- problem. Same with restraining orders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it goes where, two different so, women, right? Like not even yeah. the same person. Two different, it wasn't yeah. even the same woman. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you, come on, dude. You, you you have problems. But where the fuck is Amber? It's very weird. It's very weird that everybody on the cast is there except Amber. And I guess that Ashley said she was sick, but it's weird for her to be completely off social media and for her not yep. to be at the thing. Also, where yep. the fuck is Matt and why isn't he selling stories on Amber? What are we doing I don't here, know. Matt? What if Matt's there with Amber? <laughs> I mean, would any of us be surprised? I wouldn't be shocked fuck at all. I'd be more be shocked if Amber and Matt never get back together. Yeah. I actually, Liz, I think you can find Amber because you found Colin from <laughs> John and K plus eight. And I will never fucking forget that shit. That snap you sent me was the highlight of my entire life. So, so I mean, wait, just so everybody knows, it wasn't a snap of, of Colin. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just snapped him? Just a quick detour. We love, as I've said last time Princess was on the show, we watch a lot of TV shows and keep up with reality stars that most people don't care about anymore. And one of them is the Goslings. I don't watch Kate yeah, Plus and it's anymore, still on. really. But sometimes I'll watch it. And Colin Gosling, in case you guys don't know, has maybe autism they haven't really said and he is sent away to a school and using context clues from the article (laughs) i'm pretty positive i know what school he's at because it's uh they're from pennsylvania they're from about an hour away from me and where i'm from at home has a like basically a world-renowned private school system of private schools they might even be national now for children with behavioral issues some of them are addiction issues they have different campuses, and I'm pretty sure I know where Colin is, and it's about one mile away from where my dad lives. The last time I was home, I, like, sent Princess a snap while I was driving by it, <laughs> and I was like, here's Colin. <laughs> and, and I, listen, oh, we're not going to get into this, but I'm just saying that, like, Colin being missing, like, suddenly one day was like, oh, he's not here anymore. He's got some problems. We're not going to be talking about it, but we sent them away was like a huge big deal to me even though like it's a huge deal yeah because he's on a tv show about being sex topless yeah and they like the birthday party for the five of them it's horrific it's right and he wasn't there i I think he has like rad reactive yeah uh, attachment disorder or something i think they've got him diagnosed with something like that i agree he did something like he did something in school he might have oppositional defiance disorder mixed with the rad yeah Absolutely. Yep. And here's the thing. I have a feeling, because Kate is such a control freak, I find uh-huh. it so hard to believe that she would send away one of her kids. It seems so yep. out of character for her that she would relinquish uh-huh. control like that. I think he was hurting one of the kids. I'm not saying, like, I think it was just that she could not give him the attention that she needed, and maybe something happened where he physically hurt another one of the kids. It was it got something so- where... It was too big. It was yeah. like, damn. Because she would never send. That's the never. same thing I thought. I was like, something big happened. Something yeah. huge happened. And he didn't even come home for his birthday. I so know. something huge happened. And yeah. John claims he doesn't even know where Colin is. 
which I think. I mean, he probably doesn't. She has full legal custody. She doesn't need him to sign shit. I think it's just so crazy. But I, I would not even. I wouldn't even put it above him to lie about it, though. I Agreed. wouldn't even be above it to say because it looks worse be, for Kate if he says he doesn't know. Yes, I can totally see him being like, mm-hmm. "Well, when he says he doesn't know where he is, he means he doesn't know which campus he's on." Like, I can totally yeah. see some shit like that. But I mean, we should stop talking about Colin. But Colin, <laughs> we love you. If you're welcome. Listening. Welcome we back to our you. John and Kate Plus 8 podcast. <laughs> it's 2007 and Liz loves TLC. <laughs> so, okay. Amber goes to get food and changes into clothes, like regular clothes. Because she was, oh, this whole time she was like in her prison sweatsuits. Yeah. It's cute. Her mom gets her clothes and she fits into them. And surprise, her dad is at the restaurant. I don't think we oh. had seen her dad on TV before this. No, and he doesn't look anything like what I thought her He's dad. He's Native looked American. Like. Is he sick at this point? I didn't know this. Me neither until the reunion or last season, or I read something and Amber said she was Native American. I was like, "Oh, Miss Cherokee Princess over here." And then I looked up a picture <laughs> of her dad, and I was like, "Oh, she's she's actually Native American." Well, is he already sick when they're filming? Yes, this? yes, because he, he dies okay. within. I think he died shortly after she met Matt, which is like, of course he did. Remember, because he promised Amber's dad that yeah. he would take care of her. And of course, he came into her life when her father was dying and took on the father role. But I think Ugh. Amber really, I think Amber is kind of a classic case of has a dad that's very absent. And so she like worships him and has a lot yep. of issues with her mom who wasn't really there because she had to pick up all the slack for her father and why her father was drinking himself to death. She had two little kids that had to be raised. And also don't forget in this dynamic is Amber's baby sister that died of SIDS when she was eight months old. And Amber was, I believe five. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dark family. It's a dark, they've been through some shit. Yeah, for sure. They've been through some shit. But Amber is just thrilled. Yeah. She's so happy to see that guy. And he, and I, like my cold little black heart was like, uh, I felt like a little awakening because I was like, yeah. oh, this is, this is awesome. This is nice that she, cause he lives in Florida, right? Or he lived in Florida. Yes. Okay. And you All know, right. it's sad because she like, ugh. and as a, a child of divorce, I like get this and you guys know, I love a blended family, but she has like a huge <laughs> grin on her face and like looks around and she's like, we're all together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure anybody who comes from a divorced family can understand that feeling of just wanting your family to be together. Like, it's so, it sucks on Thanksgiving when you're like, all right, gotta go, gotta go to my other family, like, gotta go to my other parents' house. Sorry I'm leaving you all alone, but now I have to go spread my time. And I must say, your parents getting divorced when you're an adult is in some ways even harder because there's no court order that tells you where you have to go and there's no parents making right. the decision for you. I remember the first couple of years of my parents being divorced. It was so awful because this was before. I mean, now we would probably all if we all live like in separate places, but if we were all together, we'd probably have a Thanksgiving meal together. But at the time, your parents would, get along now. Yeah, right. But, I mean, they didn't really for the first couple years. You know, it was... Right. My parents have now been divorced for 10 years. And I would say it was, like, 
after four years is when they started to like really get along. It wasn't that they were screaming at each other, but they were newly divorced after being married for 25 years. It wasn't like, let's and they don't want to ha- hang out. Yeah. Let's spend yeah, holidays like- together and we'll talk about how abusive you were. Like it yeah. wasn't, I divorced you to get away from you. Shit. <laughs> exactly. Now it's, it's 10 years. Everybody's remarried and happy. But in the first like two or three years, I remember it was awful because and my parents were asking me of this, but I put it on myself and I was like, oh, well, I have to leave daddy and go see mommy on Thanksgiving and I'm leaving dad alone in his sad divorce man apartment. And he has to go like uh-huh. have Thanksgiving dinner with my grandmother all by himself because like it just it was yeah. so sad. So I understand that feeling of Amber like looking around and being like, we're all here together. Yeah. You just don't have any um, rule books for it. Yeah. You're right. If you if your parents get divorced when you're younger, you kind of know what the deal is. You're like, ah, eh, you know, I'll I'll go to Thanksgiving here. I'll go to Christmas there. I'll sp- I'll I don't know. I'll take my dad out to to brunch the next day or something. Like you You've you kind of figure it out. Right. But as an adult, you don't have any background in it, so you just and then and because you're an adult, those they're saying you make the decision. Yeah. So you're like, fuck. How the fuck do I know? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Like, my friends growing up, it was, like, Christmas at mom's every other year. The off years year with dad on Thanksgiving. I spend every other Wednesday at dad's house and every third Thursday at mom's house. Like, it was so... And you get on a routine. Yeah. And as an adult, it's like, how do I even do this? So, Amber's dad looked sick in this. He was very frail. Yeah. Yeah, he looked frail. And Amber lets us know that she made a lot of friends in prison and it, she was in what was called the Cliff program and she really liked it. And she tells us that they had a chant that I wrote down and it was be calm, be true, be quiet, accept criticism as well as accept praise, be true to your highest ideal. That's such an institutional. <laughs> I know. I loved it though. They hit every, I know. they hit every, <laughs> they hit everything. I know. I wonder if she still says it. I, she should. I love how one of them is be quiet. That's so important. <laughs> yes. If you can, because if you're quiet, you can listen. Yeah. And if you're talking, you can't. And I mean, obviously I don't know that because all I do is talk, but I'm just saying same. that's been told to me before by people who actually know how to do it. <laughs> I love that accept criticism as well as accept praise because that yeah. hits for both people who like have huge egos and people who have zero self-esteem. I don't know. It just, she, and did you notice she like gave a big smile after she said it? It meant a lot to her. Yeah. Because, because she's been used to saying it and it's been what she's, she's hanging on to. Like, who do you think Amber was chilling with in prison? Like, Mm, I don't know who I think Amber had like three older black ladies. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. That's why she loves that neighbor of hers. Probably. Yes, I think that they were mind of a prison. And well, I and think the bunkie, that... Remember when her celly came to visit the bunkie and they was kissed a black on the lady lips? Too. No, no, yeah. no. That white lady that they kissed on the lips Wait. when she came to Amber's birthday. Oh, yeah. She was like, we're the only ones that have survived. Yeah. And, yeah. I just but remember I like a full happened... lip kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so if Amber had Leah when she was 18 and Leah's five, so what is she 23 right now? Mm-hmm. Or is this not? Yeah. Is it time? Okay. So I think that she got taken in by some older lady. Agreed. Like people who were just a little bit older than she was. And she, you know, she's, so she's a child of divorce. Her, her, her life has always been a little bit unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, 
she felt taken in and and like taken care of. Amber for one of the first times. She yeah, got her GED, which was court ordered. She was a peer mentor. I think. Yeah. I think if we learn you eat anything, at this time, you go yeah. to sleep at that time. Yeah. Church. She at needs this time. Yeah. We, and she's never had that. When no. She's out of prison, she just sits on her couch and sleeps all day. Yeah, and that's why she needs someone like Matt. That literally, yeah. probably Matt is like Matt. Probably has her pill alarm on his phone. You know, yep. and the alarm goes off every day, and he's like, "Okay, babe, take your pill." And, like, hands her her pills. He gets up with Leah. He's the one that keeps her schedule. That's why people are like, Matt's stealing money from her and paying all her bills to keep her isolated. I'm like, Amber doesn't want to pay her bills. Amber wants somebody to do that. And I think in a prison setting, I bet she really thrived. Where she woke up every morning, went to her programs, had her job to do, had her school, had things to do Uh all day that kept her busy that part of being and on then Teen Mom. Then they tell you when to go to bed. Yeah, part of being <laughs> on Teen Mom was like, she she forgot how to do all that shit. Yeah. She probably do well in the military. She probably yeah. do. She needs some structure. And she's never had structure. No. I mean, she, so I did the timeline on Gary and Amber's relationship mm-hmm. because I was like, we need to, I need to do some fucking math. Yeah. He's <laughs> older than her. He's a lot older than her. She, now in this, this was she got out in late 2013, you just said. Mm-hmm, November. She's saying, she's saying that Amber, that they have been on and off for seven years. Yes. Which means it started getting 2006. She was 15 turning 16. She was born mm-hmm. in 1990. Gary was born in 1986, which fucks me up because he's I think he's like a cool 55. I think he's a cool 55 years old right now. I can't even fucking believe it. <laughs> but fine. He's, he's only 30 right now. So Gary was 19 or 20 years old when he met 15 or 16 year old Amber and Gary didn't, I mean, Gary's a little bigger now. He is getting bigger, but he didn't look very much different and he was in nursing school. So something about 15 year old Amber was like, I got to get me some of that. I need that man that hangs out with his mama and goes to nursing school. Probably he had a car. She was like, and it was Gary's first relationship ever. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Also, so, I mean, it just shows that Amber had very little rules that she was 15 and, I mean, she's yes. sleeping with a 19 No structure. No structure. And she's, like, staying over his house and when we're looking at her 16 pregnant. She's, yeah. like, fully goes where she wants. She didn't just, like, some of these 16 and pregnant, you can tell that the girl got pregnant under, like, secretly, I feel like. Yeah. Like, their In mom didn't know they were having sex. Yeah. Yeah, their mom... <laughs> they weren't even allowed out past 9 p.m. or something. And yeah. their mom was like, how the fuck did this happen? But yeah. with Amber, I don't even think Amber was at home. I think Amber was out. Like, Partying, yeah. Living, living, her, living her whole fucking life. Absolutely. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely. All right, so prison was good for Amber. We yeah. agree. Amber should go back to prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They talk about Leah's upcoming fifth birthday, and her mom's like, so where's it going to be? What's it going to be? And I... Amber gave a good, a very Liz Bentley response when she's like, I got out today. I don't know the details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, so you just talked about being a divorce, um, a kid of divorce. I, and maybe I'm just like stupid or a bitch, but I don't understand why people who are not together and don't get along continually try to have birthday parties for their kids together. 
I get it that you want it all together, but do you, don't you also want to not fight at a birthday party? Yeah. Like, yeah. just have two birthday parties. And not in the same day, because remember with the Leah thing, fucking Addie was up at 4 o'clock in the morning till midnight going from party to party and, like, losing her shit. But, like, why? I don't understand. I think it's more about showing. They want to say, they want to be able to say, look at your mom and dad here together. But for many people whose parents aren't together or, or, or have some sort of friction, like, mom and dad together is fucking scary. It's always yeah. some drama. It's stressful. So yeah. I don't want mom and dad to ever be in the same room, if possible. Yeah, I think it's just part of this immature parent ideal, we want a perfect family thing that they do. I don't think it has uh-huh. anything to do with the kid. It's that... Yeah. It's that once we have separate parties, it's like totally admitting the defeat of our family. Right. Like, I would invite Gary. I'd say, Gary, you are always welcome where Leah is welcome. So I'm having a party if you want to stop by. Mm-hmm. But when they, get to, when they start talking about him inviting people, no, this is my party. I yeah. invited you. And you don't have a plus one. So that's what I would say. Not let's, let's, because once we throw a party together, Janelle and Barb are another example. Once we throw a party together... We have to work out details together, and we don't work out shit because we're not in a good place. The, J- so the Jay's birthday party without Barbara was, like, so good. I was like, yeah, this is how Perfect. every party of his should be. And I'm sure his at Barb's house was fine. I'm yeah. sure that was fine, too. Like, I, if I were Jace, anytime I saw Barb and Janelle in the same room, I would shit my pants. Because I'd be like, does, I going think. down. Yeah, he probably has kids. He probably has pediatric ulcers. Oh, little Jason. Think about that. I'm sure he, he does. I'm sure yeah. he does. Uh, so we get to see now. We finally see Gary and Leah, and they're at Gary's house playing. And Gary's like, "Where's mommy been?" <laughs> <laughs> and Leah says, "In jail." And he says, "Oh, that's You're good. So you know." And I'm like, "Wait, what? Who's been?" Who? They've never had a conversation with her, I guarantee you. No one's ever said, even when she went away, I promise you, no one said, Leah. Because she was three and a half years old, yeah. okay? Fine. But no one, but so, and this, when we get to the parts where Leah's talking about, you know, the other stuff, they've, they've never had a conversation with her about what's going on. Even as she came out, they never were like, okay, she's out of jail now, so she's going to live at great grandma's. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see her this many times a week. But no one, ever, they, they're just so, like, they, the fact that Le- Leah's so smart, first of all, she's always been smart. She's extremely she's smart al- in this episode. She's already manipulating her parents. Absolutely. She's super articulate. Her she's speech always is been, great. Yes. Sophia needs to hang out with this I was chick, just about to but, say, she's leaps and bounds ahead of Sophia, who's eight, and she was not even five in this episode. Yes. But so she hears everything and yet they explain nothing. They give her information. She is forced to process it and decide what happened. And then, and then they're like, well, what did did my mom was a teen mom too. Okay. She was Mm -hmm. super young. She had all the super young and then had a hysterectomy at like 23 years old. (laughs) And like, she had like, uh, what are those things called? You know, the stuff you get in there, you know, when your junk's not working, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Like, not polyps, but you know what I'm talking about. Those yeah. things that... So, so anyway, she had a hysterectomy. I, I guess, like, today they wouldn't let her do that because 23 is really young. But she was yeah. like, listen, I got three kids. I'm good. 
take this shit. <laughs> so, so, but my mom was super young, and she never, although she she never lied to me, she explained everything to me. She, excuse me, she would let me know anything. She never sat down and was like, yeah. "This is what's happening." So I would just decide shit. I my dad was in the military, and the the department store there is called the Navy Exchange, and I was reading very early. And I was like, oh, exchange means you take something, you give something. So I would take things in with me to the exchange, put them on the shelf, and put other things in my pocket. And I was stealing. But I thought I was exchanging. And you know why? Because people allowed me to guide myself. And Leah's Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. So she's just like, yeah, jail. Yeah, she gets in and out every week. Yeah, I'm cool. Like, And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. They're... Yeah, just the fact that Gary didn't say... Like, a healthy conversation would have said, Leah, you know how we've talked about mommy going away because she was bad, and now she's coming home, and we've been talking about her coming home. There was no, like, remember when we talked about this before? Gary was like, you could tell how relieved Gary was that he wasn't going to have to explain where she was. And he was like, oh, good. Okay, you got this? All right, let's ha- let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> and also, the phone calls they were having, so Amber's calling Leah, She's also talking to Gary, and get, they're all in the same room. So that's why Leah was like, "Oh, you've been you're mean to her last oh. night. You guys got into a fight, and she was sitting right there, yeah, and she knows what it's about. She that knows was, what it's about. That was bad. Uh, we get we get uh, Amber and Bubby back in the car, and Amber mm-hmm. tells us that Gary let fame get to his head and let the money go to his head." Which I found to be an interesting statement because I do believe it to be true, but I like how she's excluding herself from the narrative. Yeah, like she wasn't doing the same. I th- well, I don't think she means the money because you know Gary lived the most frugal out of everybody on the fucking oh, show. You know they buy all their clothes at Kmart on sale. They buy all their. He's couponing. He's <laughs> buying uh, investment properties, and that's yeah. how he makes his. So yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what she means is that people, because remember he had those Gary condoms. Yeah, like, and he would he go did... to clubs, and yeah. I mean Gary grew up fat. Gary was fat and not very attractive, and then he became a fucking celebrity in Anderson, yeah. Indian, Indiana. And I think that's yeah. what she means. Like I don't even think she means like the tabloids. She means like it's about girls. She means he all of a sudden was yeah. getting attention from girls for the first time in his life. And the reason that he was so obsessed with Amber for so long was because Amber was the only girl that ever gave him attention. And now all of a yep. sudden this fat kid is, and guys, you know, I'm fat. Like I get this when you all of a sudden are getting attention when you're used to being ignored. It's a fucking drug. Yeah. It's, it's, and also keep in mind. So he's 20 years old. He's got his first relationship with Amber. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's, so He's gotten to his 20 years old and not had, like, a romantic relationship. He probably was a virgin I, yeah. when he met Amber. I bet he was. I bet Amber, 15, took his virginity. Yeah. Shit. Definitely. <laughs> Def- she so, definitely. So, like, did. yeah, she, 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 she means, she, what she's saying is true. No, and also Amber has low self-esteem. We all mm-hmm. know this about Amber. Her big Low isn't about the right word for that, it. Um, so it's was like, it she false self esteem? What is no, it? No, no, no. I'm saying whatever is lower than low is what low is oh, too okay. high. Low is too she, high of self esteem for Amber. Non existent. She has yes. negative self esteem. Yes. So part of the reason she went after Gary is because she thought she could get him. 
not yeah. because she's found him attractive. Keep that in mind. So she's looking at him and thinking, okay, I, I, I'll be the cute one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I'll, so he'll worship me. And mm-hmm. Matt, too. Matt, she picked up off the fucking internet, and he was nothing and no one. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you come stay with me. And she's thinking he's going to be forever grateful, and he's going to only have eyes for me. But that's not how it works. People don't, like, you don't get a thank you card, and then they never cheat on you. Yeah. If you, like, and so Gary got a little bit of fame. So now he's walking around the Walmart. People know, they're like, Gary! And he's meeting chicks in the Walmart. And, yeah. and that's when he comes there and he's like, I need to break up with you. I met someone at the Walmart. I need to do some Gary time. That's mm-hmm. where Gary time came from. Especially yeah. when Amber got thin and she's like, you're, like, she would call him a fat fuck. Like, she yeah, has never thought highly of Gary, ever. No. And so for Gary to have the nerve to think he deserved better than Amber, I can only imagine was extremely upsetting for Amber. Yeah. She thought she was getting a puppy. She yeah. thought she was going to get someone that was going to be waiting at the door, waiting for her. She was going to walk him on his leash and tell him. And then what happened was, I don't know, the puppy found out they were other owners. Yeah. And that's what happened. So, yeah, she's, and that's, so later in the episode, she tells Crystal, I feel like I made him this way. Bam. Yeah. That she was... feels like she did it to him by letting him believe that he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bubby and Amber go to their grandparents' house where Amber is going to stay. They look Why, like nice, though? normal people. I don't know. I guess, I wonder if she had to stay with them until for probation reasons. Well, why did she pick there instead of her mom's house? Is her mom like remarried and shit? Or is, I, I is really, she new? That's a good question. I really, really don't know why she picked them instead of her mom's house. I wonder if her mom lives in a one bedroom apartment and was like, to be honest, you're not welcome here. Or yeah, like Amber, when you come here, you got to make sure you clean up after yourself. That's, I can see it. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and Grandma like, was like, come on, baby. Yeah, Grandma and Grandpa had a little nice ranch house. I bet that was a three-bedroom yeah. house. I'm sure they had yeah, a I guest bedroom ready for her. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if her mom was living in a one-bedroom apartment and was like, I don't have fucking room for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So, and her grandparents look very nice, very normal, very typical grandparents from Indiana, exactly how you picture them to look. And Amber makes some comment about how the the hairspray in jail doesn't smell good, so they would, like, pour Jolly Ranchers into the hairspray to make it strong enough. Oh, yeah, it was diluted. Yeah. And her grandma looks fucking horrified and goes, honey, we have shampoo here. (laughs) This is probably the first person that her grandma has had, like, her grandma has probably never visited anybody in prison. No. Her grandma is a nice church lady whose daughter married a fucking alcoholic and has ruined their lives ever since. Yeah, and I bet you she was damn against that. She was like, no, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Amber gets on her thing about how she wants to share her story with others, which is noble. I think she had been so gassed up in prison and everybody, okay, because you don't, like when you're in a 12-step environment or a therapeutic environment, all you fucking do is talk about yourself all the time and talk about how you can help others and how you, and you see yourself helping others. You see how telling your story And talk about your journey. 
yeah. where you were, where you are now. So right. I think it was only natural for her to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to go get out and be a motivational speaker. Yeah. But the thing is, is that people, first of all, you got to get out of bed to be a motivational speaker. One, yeah. you got to start there. But the Correct. other thing is, is that like, so she, she's talking about opening, um, uh, rehab places. And like, so now you're the one I I know this to be true, but I've also heard you talk about this that when people go through rehab, they often get they start working in with rehab. Yeah. So they start working in that industry because it's what you know, it's where you can it's where people understand why mm-hmm. you don't have like like for five years you didn't have a job. Oh, because mm-hmm. I was a drug addict. And why you like, have a per- criminal background? Yeah, and yeah. you get to self identify too. I know someone mm-hmm. in NA who loved the fact that she works with an insurance company working with, um, she works with people who are getting out of mental hospitals and rehabs and setting them up with things. And she loves the fact that she takes them to meetings and they know she's, she, they know she's mm-hmm. an ex addict or she, excuse me, she is an addict, but uh, she loves that. Cause she doesn't have to hide shit, nothing. Yeah. And it's so, it's so refreshing to be like, when someone's like, "Oh, where, where were you in 2013? Jail? <laughs> because yeah. I was an addict and I ran and I held up a gas station. So I, yeah, but I'm not like it's so for, instead of just like like you just lay everything on the table. Isn't that part of recovery? Like yeah. not having secrets? Absolutely, it's hard. Like so, it's really hard when I'm pretty open about it, and especially in my personal life. Obviously, I do this podcast. I talk about it all the time, but you people it's almost like your work and somebody will make a first of all you don't have to explain to people like i don't drink why every time you tell someone you don't drink they follow it almost every time they follow it up with well why don't you drink you don't have to deal with work happy hours you don't have to like you said Uh like well where were you in 2013 you don't have to deal with all of this expected normal behavior that everybody else does and you do not Right. It's very hard. It's a mad. It, I imagine it's like if you're gay working at maybe a nonprofit that deals with LGBT stuff. So you can just be open about who you are. It's when you're working in treatment and everybody else is an addict. Yeah. Like you said, there's there's no shame and embarrassment that you have to put down. I mean, just today, my boss who. Like most people at my work know I'm sober, but they don't. I don't know if all of them understand why I'm sober or even get it. My boss was telling me a story about someone and he wasn't even being derogatory, but it kind of made me flinch the way he described her. Cause I was like, Oh, somebody might've described me like that in the past. And yeah. he was explaining it to me. Like I was another normal person like him, which I am, but I'm also not. Does that make sense? Right. So today I experiences am. he will never have. Yeah, and you'll never understand. And today I am. And he wasn't like, it was somebody in his family. He wasn't like, she's disgusting. He was just telling me something. And I really like my boss. This is not like a knock on how he was telling a story. But it was just like, oh, I could have been that person in the story. If you knew me four years ago, five years ago, or whenever it was you were using, if you knew me back then, you would be saying the same thing about me. Exactly. And that's not going to happen if you work in treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that that's why it's natural for her to feel that way. But cut to 2017. The reason she hasn't done it is because they cost a lot of money and she spends a lot of her money 
getting dogs that she doesn't need. God, she has eight dogs. Like, and she's rescuing them from pet stores. That's not how you rescue dogs, dude. That's buying a dog. And so, and she's like, you know, spending money on buying memorabilia. She's drinking. So, like, how are you going to be? I don't know. I, you, the rehab, the rehab. Uh, it's infuriating, as up. you guys all know. It infuriates it's me. It's fucked up. But I just don't know how you're gonna help. Like, I just feel like she would. Like, she. I don't feel. I don't know. If this is for her. Like, it's a big no, deal. No, now it's, it's not. Work. Now it's not. What Amber? And this is what I've been saying all along. Go to AA, work a program, and sponsor people. That's yeah. how you can help. There are so many ways that you don't have to work in treatment to help people. Or even if you do want to work in treatment, like go and be what's called a tech, which is basically like you're in charge of the people when they're there and you hang out with them and you're like a supervisor of like the clients. Something. Like you're she not a mental health from the bottom. No, and that's what she needs to do. She just wants to be like, okay, I've been to a rehab or I've been to some sort of facility. Bam. I'm going to own one of these instead of like, you know what? Maybe I should see if they need some help around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she wants to, be, she just wants to be able to get up and say, I helped people. And now I own a facility mm-hmm. and not I get think, up. She'd still be in bed. That's true. But I do think when she was in prison and was being a peer mentor, she was really get, I mean, it's very rewarding to help people. There's a line in the, I mean, the basis of the 12 steps, which Amber does not like is that you stay sober by helping other people. There's a line in the big book, when all else fails, nothing will help quite, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's like when all else fails, nothing will help quite like working with another alcoholic. And the idea is like, that's how you get out of your head. That's how you continue in your program. There's the same focus on someone else. Yeah. When, yeah. When you're sponsoring someone, it's even less about helping them as it is helping yourself because you're helping other people and you're being there for other people. And I, it's like a high. It's why people do charity and why people feel good about helping others. Yes. It's the same idea. And I'm sure in you... prison, Amber felt that and felt good about herself. But what she fucked up in is not going and working a 12-step program or going to a therapeutic like counseling session or joining some sort of support group or some sort of access point and because she knew she didn't want to work 12 steps because as she tells crystal or crystal tells her i know you're not really into na what she saw was like oh well open a rehab and help people and it's like go to a meeting and talk to another alcoholic that's all you need start there yeah so this bring this makes me think of bethany you know how bethany's doing all that shit for puerto Mm -hmm. rico and i mean a lot of it's like self-promotional and but she's actually there and she's actually doing stuff she's like the first people to person to reach certain towns it's crazy yeah so when i was 25 something i just felt like i was like just a fucking horrible person i felt mm-hmm. like i spent so much time worried about my own shit i was doing shit that was hurtful to me i was doing shit that was not going to get me anywhere and i just felt like all day long all i thought about was myself and mm-hmm. what i was going to do next and what and it just and i just decided that one of the things i was going to do every week is i was going to start volunteering one hour doing something for somebody else. Yeah. And it it became something I did all the time. Sometimes I, I, I couldn't do it all month and I do four hours. And I worked with homeless people mostly because I've been homeless before and I know what that's like, mostly homeless children. And I was, I just started, that's where my volunteerism came from. I just started saying, I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to think about somebody else. Yeah. And it's so, um, and I just wanted like, 
I wanted some good points on the books because I had so many negative things about myself that I hated or things mm-hmm. I'd done that I regret it. And I was like, let me just add to the good part. And this is how I ended up becoming like people, like I don't always talk about it. And I don't, and I definitely don't um, tag myself when I'm places all the time, but I just became someone who just volunteers for things um, and with kids, with animals. And it's just how, and then I became a foster parent because I was working with displaced children. I've never wanted children ever in my life. I've never tried to have a child. And I was working with displaced children and, and I felt good about it. And people were saying I was good at it. And someone was like, you know, I know you, I know it really matters to you to, you know, put wins in the put good points in the column. You should think about fostering. Cause I think you'd be good at it. And over a year, they kind of talked me into it. And that's how I started fostering. I think sometimes people in the Facebook group and people who just meet me right now think that I have foster kids because I love kids and I want a bunch of kids. It's not true. I, it just be, it's, came out of start one day just being like I have got to get out of my fucking head I've got Mm -hmm. to start trying to help people and it started small at the ASPCA and at the kitchen and at the like the soup kitchen and that's what I mean about Amber she does not want to start the she could totally like you said go to an NA go to a um, AA meeting she could totally volunteer at a woman's shelter she could because tons of people there have problems similar to hers and have had experiences similar to hers she could totally start there one hour a week one hour there's just we hear amber this whole episode talking about i'm obsessing over leah i can't stop focusing on the past she's only thinking about herself and yeah her daughter too but all she's doing this whole time this whole episode is focusing on herself and her life and she's in her head like crazy and I think it was probably scary for her because I do think in prison she wasn't able to think about herself as much because she had friends because she was in therapy because she had activities because she was going to school because she was a peer mentor so she didn't have time and then she gets out of prison and all she has is time to think about herself and you can see that it's not good and having a negative impact but let's go yeah. back to the episode because we just talk yeah. and talk and talk, us two. As usual. So Leah one is going to her house and Gary's doing this weird thing where he's like, are you sure you want to go? Don't you want to stay here uh, with me? Aren't you going to miss me? Gary. And Leah's like, no, I want to go. And I wrote down that kids are really special. And I think Leah is really special. And Artie was showing like such an emotional maturity But just the fact that, like, she knew to go over there and be, like, her bright self and be so excited to see her mommy. And it didn't really matter that she really hadn't seen her in a year and a half. She had only seen her in prison settings. To just go over there and be so comfortable and happy. Like, Leah's such a special kid. Yeah, but I feel like she shouldn't have to carry the weight of everyone else's emotions. of course she should. that's what Gary gave so Gary's like, are you going to miss me? I don't ask kids, are they going to fucking miss me? No. I, I don't ask kids, do they want to stay when I know they got to go? I say, yeah. like, if, if I have to take you to see your, your biological parent or I have to take you to court or someplace, I say, we need to be at court at 8 a.m. That's where we're going to go, and we're going to stay at this many to- this amount of time, and then we're going to do this. I don't – like, why would I ask her something like that? Yeah, her, it's her, like – Because what if she said she didn't want to go? Then what? Yeah. 
that it was like when Chelsea was like, well, if you don't, if he's not there for Father's Day, like, I know a dad that, why don't you just come home? Because I know somebody that wants to be with you. It's like, because it's not our yeah. fucking choice. Yeah. So, I like, I hate that. And also, when she, when she meets, so, you're right, she is a very special kid. She's very mature, emotionally mature. So, she goes in there, she's talking to her mom. Everyone's happy to see her. And yeah. then she immediately says, Oh, wait, wait, but first, first Gary does one more manipulative thing, and she's obviously, like, showering Amber in affection, and Gary goes, don't give away all my hugs. Ugh. Like. There's no limit on hugs, Gary. Yeah, they're they're unlimited. And also, she just got out of prison. It's not about you right now. Yeah. Calm down. Awful. But then she. She tells her, her mom. There's a new girl. Her name is Christina. Her daughter's name is Carly. I still love you, though. Oh, God. Leah. Because she knows that her mother yep. needs it. She's heard the argument. She knows what's going on. And she she's should not so be in She's so fucking smart, princess. She is so yeah, smart. Amber hasn't even been there for it since she was three. And she knows yeah. that she needs to tell mommy this. Yeah. And if I were there, I would say you know what, you can tell me about anything you want to and just know that I, I know that you always love me. So you don't, so don't worry about that. You can love as many, love is unlimited. You can love as many people as you want. I would mm-hmm. tell her something like that because I would want her to make sure she understood that she could be, it's, it's not, we're not in competition. You, you know you who have, gets that? Like you have enough. Christina gets that. I think Christina's the yeah. only one out of all of them that understands that. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, I, I just can't get over how emotionally mature and she was four at this time. She hadn't even had her fifth birthday yet. It's just for her to, it's funny though, because she was already doing this little thing that I noticed Leah does till this day where she will say to mommy, I don't want to leave daddy. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go with daddy. And then she wasn't doing as much in this episode, but she, in this special, but she does it now where she definitely tells Amber and Gary, and I think this is the price of her being an emotionally mature child, but she's still a child and doesn't know how to, her parents are putting too much shit on her, where when she's with Gary, she'll say, well, mommy sleeps all day and mommy doesn't do anything. And then she goes and sees Amber and she's like, well, daddy didn't ride any rides with us at Disney World and I didn't even see him when we were there. She yeah, does this yeah. thing where she knows that they hate hear. each other. And she knows that they, they both parent wants to feel like they're the only parent that matters. And she knows it. And it's, it's just incredible to know that at almost five years old, Leah already understood that. But also keep in mind that Gary and, and Amber, although they've, they've been engaged and broken up and together back and forth since she is probably since pretty much since she was born, have been going back and forth because yeah. Amber used to run off to that. Remember, she ran off to that motel. Like mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. Oh, happened. God. So I so forgot this about is that. Like, and she wanted yeah, them to oh, have God. a crib. I remember my ex boyfriend and I at the time watching that, being horrified that she went to an eighty dollar a week motel and then called the the front desk and asked them to send a crib up. And they were like, "Yeah, we don't have cribs here." And why? The, and she didn't. She didn't have enough money to even stay there. And why the fuck are you leaving with the kids? You yeah. have a kid, you get to stay. The other person goes to his mama's house. That's how that yeah. works. Are you crazy? <laughs> so, yeah, so Leah's, Leah's always been... Leah was in the room when Gary said he needed Gary time because he met a girl at Walmart. Leah's always yeah. there. And look, we need to go back to that nephew 
of the mm-hmm. things I really appreciated is while they were leaving prison and Amber was talking, the nephew had on the headphones. He oh, was I in didn't the notice. Like, they are not talking about prison in front of him. Somebody yeah. said, you know what, let's, let's entertain this child. But Leah has never had that, ever. No. She's always... Always. No, always. Always, always. And, I mean, it is super sweet to watch them together. They, I mean... Amber, though, is so terrified of Leah. She's terrified of her and hurting her because Leah says so innocently, like, do you promise you'll be here when I wake up? And Amber goes, what? Like, completely shocked that she would even ask that. And it's like, yeah, Amber, she doesn't trust you. Right. But keep in mind, this is the other thing that I said about that. That is dark, right? But also, kids say all kinds of things to test your reaction. And they come from all sorts of places. So I think sometimes when kids, especially on this show, say something, we'll be like, out of the mouth of babes. But no, also, sometimes they just say shit like that. Sometimes they just are like, and you need, they're waiting for you to reassure them, yes, I will be here in the morning. Um, Which Amber did, but you can tell she's like so terrified of upsetting Leah. Right. They want to know that you know what the fuck is going on. So if she said, yeah, I'll definitely be here in the morning because, you know, mommy doesn't have to stay in that place anymore. She's going to be at grandma's house. And yeah. we're going to be sitting more t- like they want you to be confident because even someone as emotionally mature as Leah does is still a child. She's still and a child. They want you to, to, to take care of them. They don't want to be in charge. Yeah. I did notice though. They like pan the camera pans in on them snuggling right after that. And Leah has a grin on her face and my Grinch heart grew three sizes. Like, holy <sighs> shit. Did you notice that? She, was looking right at the camera and smiling so fucking big. And I was like, this yeah. little girl, oh my God. But I was also like distracted because I want to know who is filming that? Is that a cameraman filming that? <laughs> I think so. Does I wonder if he's a little step stool. <laughs> yeah. Do they have to get up? Does, so do they film it? And then once they get up, then once they're done, they're like, okay, well, we're going to leave. And everyone's like, yeah, she gets out of bed and walks them out. Like, I think so. Is that, is that also what how they do sixteen and pregnant? Because in sixteen and pregnant, because I recently rewatched Janelle's, um, they always have a night scene where the kids are up, and yeah. and they're like, "This is fucking hard." Is that like a a camera? They just sit there. Does the cameraman stay there all night to wait for your baby to wake up? I think with sixteen and pregnant, they, I would imagine, like the week before your due date, they go into like nighttime filming or 24 hour filming so they can make sure that your water breaking is on camera if possible and then they go into for the first like three days like 24 hour filming like we just saw on teen mom 2 with uh brianna they were there that was nighttime filming and there was definitely a cameraman then that was not like sitting on a show that was absolutely Also, why did Amber's mom, like, buy her some fucking pajamas to sleep in? She was in her prison clothes. I was like, those haven't been washed. I don't know. I I also don't understand, like, so another reason Amber needs to go to AA is because people, some people there have been to prison, and you can Mm -hmm. talk about it there. And you can also talk about drugs there, or AA or NA, or wherever, whatever A you're going to. The 12-step program. The 12-step program. You can talk about drugs there. But you can't really, although she mentions it to grandma and stuff, you can't really talk about it with grandma because grandma doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, she looked so, terrified when she mentioned the hairspray thing. Yeah. So, but if you want to say, man, you know, I 
have such a craving for my drug of choice, and this is what I would do if I had it. Da 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 da. And you're talking to another addict. They're like, yeah, I know exactly how that feels, and this yeah. is how I don't go use. Not, but because you're sitting with grandma and grandpa, you have to just keep that shit to yourself. Well, hold on. We'll get to that in one second with Crystal. Oh yeah, with Crystal. cousin Crystal. But I quickly want to go over how Bubby and Dad come over, and. Uh huh. Oh, well, no, first it's the next day and Amber is like totally fucking overwhelmed and looks right at the yeah. camera and goes, I should have waited before I allowed MTV to film. And I was Duh. like, oh, <laughs> and she basically like freaks out and starts crying and Leah comes over yeah. and comforts her as she does. But then Bubby like and dad come woman. over. Yeah, like a she grown woman. And there says, what, what are you crying? Everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's going to be all right, mom. Like she their worlds were completely reversed. But the reason that I think that's when, I think that's when Leah was asking her, was she going to be in jail? She's I'll be back tomorrow. Will you be in jail? Then I think that's when she got overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, but Bubby comes over and basically is like, says straight up. I need to know how you're going to make, not, I need to know how you're going to make money, but I'm concerned with how you'll make money. They say that she wants to, she needs to get a manager because she doesn't want to look like an asshole on TV and she doesn't want to keep telling her story over and over again. And it's different with MTV, but I was like, Oh, this is actually, I'm glad that Bubby's talking to her about this and saying like, you need to talk to the right outlets. I just, I thought that was an interesting conversation. Right. And at the beginning of the breaking of the fourth wall, cause after this, they come back in there. Yeah. Starting to, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting conversation, and she was also talking about how she would do stories anytime someone, if they would give her money, she would talk to yeah. anybody. She doesn't want to do that anymore. And I believe that. I believe she was high off her ass. It seems to be like $500. Well, She's like, yeah. Did you see that, that cover where it said, being a teen mom ruined my life or something like that? I was like, damn, and you're holding the baby right there? Yeah. And Leah ruined your life? Shit. I read this article from Cosmo that was an oral history of teen mom, and it was really interesting, uh-huh. and Amber said she would invite the paparazzi into her house and party with them. <sighs> Britney. Britney yeah, Spears. Exactly. She went, Amber went full Britney, actually. Absolutely she did. Ugh. Now that you say it. Yeah. She yeah. really all did. She, she did. She just didn't shave her head. She never got a chance to shave her head. That yeah, was she got locked up. Uh, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they were like, really, you need to be careful about your image and who you talk to and you need to be aware of it. I was like, well, that's good that somebody cares enough to say this to her. And I would imagine, I just can't imagine what it's like to be from Anderson, Indiana. And all of a sudden your little sister gets famous. You've been in the military. So you've gone, you've seen a little bit more of the world than the rest of your family. I just, you know. It's just crazy. These girls get famous, but they still live in their hometowns. They all of a sudden have money coming in, even though they're high school dropouts. It's such a weird, unique situation that really nobody understands. And it's crazy to think that before Amber was in prison and she was making $250,000 a year from the TV show and magazines, that she didn't have a manager. Nope. She was doing it all herself. Or she probably had some some uh mooch ass friends that were sitting there in the living room with her like yeah do it or yeah you guys think i should call someone so like call them let's yeah. get high like that's that's what was, those were her managers i bet you um, like she she had no one 
Yeah, absolutely. So Gary comes to get Leah and we see Leah doing what I was talking about where she's like, I'm going to hide so I don't have to go home. And yeah. if we did see one kind of funny clip and Gary goes, do you think she missed me last night? And Leah screams, no. Yeah. Why is he asking her that? I don't know. And also kids. And I know that, that Amber took that to mean, well, she doesn't want to leave me and she doesn't want to be with Gary. That's not what that means. Kids, no. You could be taken to the funnest place on earth and they don't fucking want to go. It's, it's like because, when Addie had her double birthday party day yeah. and was melting down because she was leaving the pool and Jeremy and Brooke were like, this is not normal. No, You mean her 18-hour work day? Because she, she was being filmed the entire time? Yeah. That was an 18-hour work day for that girl. That was a long fucking day. No kid wants to leave the pool. I have seen so many kids no. with meltdowns at the pool. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. I've had, I, I've been trying to take kids to an amusement park and they didn't want to leave because they because they wanted more like fucking saltine crackers like the most basic ass shit they were thinking somewhere and I, kids don't like, anticipate going, things the same way we do they have no they have no um they, they don't know what the big picture is yeah they, they can't the get excited is. even if like you tell yeah. a kid we're going to disney world in five days five days doesn't mean anything to them so it's not really that tomorrow. exciting do you know how many fucking times my kids have asked me when is Halloween this month? They're like, is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? I'm like, no, it's still not tomorrow. But they have no concept of time. And when I tell when I tell them on Tuesday it's Halloween, they're going to be fucking shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we get yeah, a clip of that later crazy. when Leah's like, is it still my fifth birthday? Yeah, she has no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> But Gary, basically, they talk a little bit about Leah's birthday. And Gary's like, okay, can Christina come? And no. Amber's like, um, okay. And a bad idea. And they leave. And Amber basically says, like, and I thought this was good. And I think this has been the stance Amber is taking on Christina the whole time. And she still has this. She's like, look, I'm not mad at Christina. I'm actually grateful for Christina that somebody is around that loves my daughter. But Gary's a fucking yeah. asshole. And Gary, up until recently, was saying, we're moving in together. And then all of a sudden, he has a girlfriend, and he doesn't want to be with me anymore. And I've officially maybe like, lost my family. Maybe like a week before she... I I, I see it like... I think she said she, three months. Maybe, three months before she was supposed to get out. So she knows she's getting out early. She thought she was going to be in there for five years. And also, yeah. Gary thought she was going to be in there for like five years. So he was probably just saying this shit. So yeah. then... So three months, you figure out you're getting out, and he's like, dude, I actually am with someone else, so we can't really do that. You know what? Gary has no emotional intelligence. Leah has all the emotion. It's like yeah. it went all to her. He's none. He has well, none. You don't show up. He relies up on the women say, in his life. He does. His mom, his mom who looks like him in a wig, is <laughs> Leah, oh, Christina. Yeah, you don't it's why it never up. works with Amber because Amber also doesn't have the emotional intelligence to drag Gary along, and Christina does. Exactly. Christina just shows she said, and she suggests. Have you noticed that she's always like, "Well, don't you think?" Well, yeah. so when do you think? Like she never is like. Whereas Amber would be like, "Listen, asshole, you fat fuck, it's time." And Christina's <laughs> like, she's a Christina's a prodder, which still like so it boggles me. She seems like. Like, I actually looked at her Instagram, and her bio is their mother, his wife. She seems like the type of person that, yeah, gross. She seems like the type of person that wants to be 
that like takes being a wife and a mother so seriously. I'm not saying they're not good things. People who are wives and mothers, I'm a wife and mother. I just don't think, I don't think they define you. Like I'm a person mm-hmm. who happens to be a wife and a mother. Those are big important parts of me, but the, I'm, but overall who I am is not that. But so anyway, she seems like that person is so that that is her identity. So I still cannot believe she cheated on her husband to get with Gary and li- and left her kid. I can't believe this shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is Gary packing? What is Gary? What is Gary packing? Is the question. I real I don't know. I really I don't know. Something crazy. Anyway, go on, go on. <laughs> Come on, let's not talk about Gary's dick. Come on, go on. Um, but basically, Grandma was like, well, I want Gary to be out of your life. And Amber's like, yep. I wanted my family to be together. Just because you have a baby with somebody doesn't make you a family. I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, it, it like, is true. Lewis and Brianna aren't your family because they made a baby. It's not how it works. A family has mutual respect, has a relationship. Mm-hmm. A family means much more than sex and procreation. So, no, you're, you've never been, oh, maybe. You know, she also says in the first three years of her relationship with Gary were amazing. What does that even fucking look like? What is, yeah, so she's that's 15 what I'm to wondering. 18. Like, what were they like when they were, like, perfect and in love? Like, he doesn't even treat Christina that well, and Christina's great. So, I don't know. When you're 15, what you think is perfect is very different than what is actually perfect. I, it's, he probably like took her to Dairy Queen a couple times or some shit, and she was just like, "This is my man." <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Um. So right. Amber doesn't have a driver's license, so right. she hasn't been out of the month, the house much, and cousin Crystal uh-huh. comes to get her, and this is when right. Amber's like, "I've been wanting to get high all day," and and Crystal not being an addict who doesn't get it. She's like, shut up. Don't think like that. And I just sort of right. Amber needs a meeting. Yep. She needs somebody who understands. Who yeah. can give her actual things to do. Because like she said, she knows exactly where to go. She knows who to talk to because she's still where she was using. She's still, that's why so many people go to rehab away and then never go back home because they're in a new routine and, and it's, but she's yeah. exactly where she was. Yeah. And, like, so when my sponsees or people I know call me and they're like, I want to get high, I'm usually like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what's going on? Tell me Because tell me what's we're going drug on addicts right and we want to get high. <laughs> That's what we do. I don't say shut up, don't think like that. I never tell an addict don't think like that. I always say, I mean, when people call me and they're like, I relapsed, usually I go, okay, that's not surprising. Don't feel so bad. That people relapse. Because we're drug addicts who get high. How many sponsees do you have? Right now I have three. But is had, that a lot? No. Some people have one. Some people have ten. I really only have one that's like actively in the steps. The other two are through the steps. I've had, I don't know. I like, rent some. you know, I pick them up and then they drop me. Like they start getting <laughs> high or it's, it, it takes a while for like one to stick basically. But, like, right. my sponsees in early recovery will call me and be like, I'm miserable. And I'm like, yeah, because life sucks when you first get sober. Because here's the thing, like, when, and I've definitely talked about this. So, drinking and drugging are the solution to your problem. 
They're not your problem. They're, your problem is the feelings. Your problem is uh-huh. like the thing that you drink and drug to cover. And so when you take away the drinking and drugging, you still have all that shit. You just don't have a way to not feel it anymore. You just don't have your solution. Right. So a lot of people in early recovery, which is what I would consider Amber to be in because it doesn't really count when you're in prison and you don't have, especially in a therapeutic community where you really don't have access to anything. When you right. are, when you take that away, most people get a little worse at the beginning because now you have to deal with all your shit that you weren't dealing with before. And it's just, you feel like shit. And you want to do the one thing that has always made you not feel like shit. So when somebody tells me I feel like getting high, my response is, yeah, you're a drug addict. You want to get high. How come you want to get high? What's going on? Right. So let's talk about the what's actually going on in your life because that's just a symptom of what's going on. You want to get out of these things. Yeah. And and people relapse over and over again. Like people rarely, I don't know. I I just, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but I just know that people rarely go to rehab one time and then they're like, bam, never need that again. I'm good. Like people, it's back and forth. And it just, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I don't think Amber realizes that. And it's partly like, just like you said, She's had her entire world mapped out for her for these 17 months. She's been super busy. She She's in this therapeutic community, so she doesn't even have access to the drugs that get into prison, right? So mm-hmm. she's not even out there with gin pop. <laughs> um, sorry, my orange is a new black terminology is coming to me. But, I know, but it's right. And they so, probably got drug tested in there. If it's yeah, a therapeutic community that you get out early if you complete the program, I'm guessing there's yeah. drug testing. So there's no drugs in her little bubble. And mm-hmm. now she's out of the bubble. And what would be really awesome is if she had a place she could go where she could talk about these things and get some help. And it's called a meeting. Yeah, and not have somebody <laughs> say, shut up, don't think like that. This is how we think. This is how we've thought for so many years and for so long in our life. Amber has no license, hasn't been leaving the house, doesn't have friends. She's fucking bored. That's, you know, yeah. they talk in AA, it's like, there's one thing and it's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And those are like big trigger feelings, if you will, for wanting to use. Uh-huh. And I would say boredom hungry falls is, under. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. One of the first things you're supposed to do, because think, you know, when you're hung, you start to get hangry. And like, oh, yeah, your blood sugar is yeah. low. I, there's a woman in one of the meetings I go to that has, I think, 35 years. And she said the first year of sobriety, she like had no idea how to eat because she wouldn't yeah. eat when she was drinking and like never had any regular schedules. And she would call her sponsor and her sponsor would go, did you eat breakfast today? And she would say no. And her sponsor would hang up on her. <laughs> and wouldn't ta- <laughs> Her sponsor wouldn't talk to her until she started eating breakfast like I'm, if it was an emergency, I'm sure she could call back. But basically, her sponsor was like, "You need to eat like a normal human, and you need yeah. to eat three meals a day." And she said it's still one of the most like critical parts of her recovery is eating three square meals a day and making sure she gets like uh, oh. protein and stuff. Because when she's not eating right, she like goes a little crazy. So I think boredom falls in like the lonely, tired area. And Amber's right. probably just fucking sitting around doing nothing. Like, okay, I well, imagine. And when you're bored, it's like the first thing that you want to do when you get when you're bored is get high. 
And it's just, Crystal has no idea what to say. And this is a perfect Crystal's example. Crystal's never used. I guarantee no. you she's never used. She or she has, but she's like partied. But not this, like. She this dude I used to know who was like trying to figure out how to become a sponsor, but he'd never done any drugs. And he was like, but I can help because I've never, because I've never done any drugs. See? And I was like, but you don't even know how, see, that's not how it works. You can't. <sighs> You've never done any drugs. So he's like, yeah, I know. I understand. But I haven't done any so I can show them how not to do any. I was like, no. That's not, you don't even understand how they think, dude. Like, yeah. Chris, Crystal probably, she smoked some weed. Maybe she's, like you said, partied a little bit. Yeah, maybe and... she rolled a couple times. Maybe took a Percocet here and there. But not, like, used. And she looks boring. So I wouldn't even yeah. guarantee that. So, like, and so she thinks she has the answer. But that's not the answer. Or she, You know what? She's being nice. She's She's... She has good intentions, but she what yeah. she does done is drop Amber at a meeting. Yeah, exactly. But Amber doesn't want to go to meetings because Amber knows best. And she even says, like, when she's like, okay, well, what do you do? Don't you have, haven't you, like, learned coping skills? And Amber's like, my coping skills is that I'm going to be around my family. I'm like, that's not a coping Ugh. skill. Family's the worst. Families are the triggers. Family are the people that like get on your fucking nerves and make you want to go use yeah. you're about to fight with your mom or and your dad's dying. Like that's a fucking trigger. Like yeah. what are you fucking talking about? Leah is a child and she's going to get on your fucking nerves. That's a trigger. Yeah. Like you need to, ugh, girl, girl. But, and the thing is, it's so funny because we're watching this in the because we, we know what happens in the future. And the future is you get fucking lonely and you start. First of all, you start drinking again. You start bringing home motherfuckers from the internet. You start hoarding dogs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. not going to work out for you, Amber. It just, yeah. There's just, there's a reason that people go to meetings and talk to other alcoholics and addicts that get it. And yeah. Amber just you know crystal even offers to go to an na meeting with her even though amber doesn't care for it as she says which is just like what but i what's their experience with NA? i don't know so i'm assuming she went to court ordered meetings i'm assuming she went to court ordered meetings when she was high okay is it like is it something like kelly osborne had where she went to her meeting she told she told a very she shared and then someone sold that to the I mean possibly but I don't think so huh I just like she needs to try it like if everything you if you've been doing doesn't work and look we sound like we're a commercial for 12 steps we're not I'm not like I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about but I know that when everything you're doing doesn't work you should try something you haven't tried and yeah you know what drugs do why don't you try going to a fucking meeting and just try well, I think mm. Amber came out of prison very cocky when it came to her sobriety. And then yes. this was probably the first day that she was like, "Ooh, I don't feel right. Like, this is not good. Because this is when the reality and of, like, mm. and the boredom of life set in. Leah's not there. Booby went back to Florida with dad. Yeah. Your mom, you don't have a girl. She's probably in her one-bedroom apartment. You're Working. Her mom has to work. Oh, her mom's at her job. And grandma and grandpa are retired, and they just want to sit around watching The Price is Right and go to Costco. This is not, but this is not what you're used to. And she's starting to feel, like you said, the board, but it's also the loneliness. She realized she she knows she's not getting back to 
Gary. She's one of those people who can't be by herself, right? All her, she needs someone around. And she's realizing, oh, shit, Leah's gone. She's not going to be here every day. Fuck, I'm by myself. Call Cousin Crystal. And Cousin Crystal's like, you know, I think Cousin Crystal has a baby or no at this point? Does she have a baby later? Yeah, she does. Uh, I think she did. I think she was pregnant when Amber was in prison. Well, maybe that's why the fuck she didn't Yeah, know. that's she what did. Amber said. Yeah. I think she was getting divorced too. Like cousin Crystal's uh-huh. life wasn't great when Amber was in prison. So cousin Crystal's got a lot of stuff too. She can't come pick you up every day. You need to get some support. Okay, all right. Amber's not listening to us. Let's move on. Yeah. So, um, they talk a little bit more about Gary, and Amber says they aren't together because how conceited he is now. And Amber right. says she's holding on to who he was. And I'm just like, who was he? Nobody. He he was he was 20 years old. You took his virginity. I swear to God. And so normally, I mean, obviously, I'm not a fan of grown ass men trolling the high school trying to get some some tail. But I have a feeling that I have a. It's still wrong, but I have a feeling that Amber was the one that was that was like showing him how. I, I feel like Amber was the lead in this relationship. I, it's not. I feel like he was much more innocent than she was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was nobody. That's what he was. And then you, she got you pregnant. Your brother, because right, she started to sixteen. She started to sixteen and pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. She, she, her brother was filming for what? Underage engaged and underage. Yeah. Yeah. And Amber's in the background, being Amber and Gary. And they decide to film. So, so just by the luck of the fucking draw, this happens to you guys. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they would have grown apart anyway because no one is the same person at eighteen that they are at twenty-five. Or yeah, and because there's no way they ever had a happy relationship. It was Gary and Amber. Yeah, and this is why. This is like sometimes people are like really, I don't know. They they think that we're mean because we're not rooting for these people the way that they're rooting for them. But the thing is, is that I know that there's a reason you're not supposed to have kids when you're 16 years old. And it's because shit doesn't work out because you're never Mm going to 16. You're not even a real person yet. I hate to say that if you're 16 listening to this, but you're not a real person yet. It's going to take a while. And so you're going to change things are, you're going to fuck shit up. And this is why you need to wait till you're like an adult to have kids. But Mm -hmm. It's so hard to root for them because they're so stupid. And you yeah. know they're stupid and they don't know they're stupid. So Amber <laughs> and Gary would have never been together. And like I don't know what yeah. the fuck she's it never would have worked out. She's just romanticized it and she's had a year and a half to sit in prison and like create this whole alternative reality. And yeah. now it's in her head. Yeah. So she right. says she doesn't want the whole show to be about her and Gary's relationship. I want it to be about my transition and how I've changed. And I'm like, sorry, girl, we're watching Teen Mom, not Teen. I'm a drug addict and got out of prison. Yeah. This isn't a real housewife. This isn't like a uh, maid. This isn't true life. This is Teen Mom. It's about you, the, you, this kid, and this relationship that you have that created this kid that you will yeah. always be fucked up over. Exactly. So we finally meet Christina and this is where we see Christina's daughter and 
Gary's like, well, I know how it makes you feel because you've been doing so much for Leah and now Amber's home. And get Christina's quick to be like, I'm not her mom. I'm not trying to replace her. And <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how much is for is for the cameras versus how much Christina is without the cameras there. I'm always wondering you, this about Christina. You took the words out of my mouth because what if, because Gary is saying things that he and Christina have talked about in private. So what if when those cameras are off, she's like, you better tell that bitch to get like, What if yeah. she is like a whole nother person? I, I... I wonder. No, I wonder this all the time. If she, I don't think she's like screaming mad when the cameras aren't uh-huh. there. But I wonder if the cameras aren't there. If she's like, if she says things like, "Well, I'm the one that's raised Leah. Amber hasn't done that." Oh, right. You wonder if she gets a little bish when no one's yeah. there, or yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But you or know what? So I, cool- isn't so quick to correct Leah on calling her mom when the cameras aren't there. And that's another thing that we need to be careful. We need to, just because a child calls you mom does not mean that they think that you're their mom. It, it, it can also be like they're, they're feeling about a situation and they're, and they're trying to complete something. They're also, they're also it's saying things word. that they think you want to hear. It's just a word. Like for me, I don't let people call me mom. If I know that they, they have they're going back to their biological parents Mm -hmm. or like i have i will probably get legal custody of my niece again i had her for two years i'm Mm -hmm. probably going to bring her back in christmas i don't let her call me mom and it's just because i like to be truthful about things and Mm -hmm. i want you to understand that you do have a mom and i don't want you to ever have to be like worrying about upsetting anybody like Mm -hmm. i let especially foster kids i let them call me what they want I, my name is Miss Princess, but if they come up with a name they like better, I'm cool with that. And if mm-hmm. we're in public and and someone's like, oh, your kids are cute, I don't correct people. So yeah. I don't correct people when they say my kids. And that's because I, I watched this video with these foster kids, and they were talking about how they in, when people jump to correct stuff like that, it made them feel even worse. I so imagine. I let them, yeah, because it's so quick to be like, no, not these ones. Yeah. These two are mine. That goes. So I let them, I'm, I let them correct for me. If they want to say, oh, that's my foster mom, I'm like, cool. Um, and I don't take any offense to that. But I don't do it. And if they ask to call me mom, it depends on what's happening. But if, if, if it's up to them, it depends on what their relationship is. Like, if they're going back to their mom, I try to mm-hmm. discourage that shit. Because I really want them to be able to, I don't want them going back and being like, you're not my real mom. I've been with this princess. Well, because you're a foster parent. Yeah. It's, but if their if their um, rights are already terminated and they want to call mm-hmm. me mom, I'll let them. I just think it's really confusing. I, I'm yeah. so happy that Christina said, Christina. Like I'm so happy that yeah. she just that, that's like a quick correction, neutral. We don't have to have a. My name's Christina. Yeah. And then, there doesn't have to be a big thing like I'm not your mom. Remember who your mom is. Your mom is Amber. Yeah, and she's not even married to Gary at this point. Keep in mind, yeah. she's still married to the other dude. She's yeah, still they didn't the have the kid. Day. Yeah. She has no idea if she's going to be there in two months. None of them do, which is what, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. um, yeah. So Amber's mom comes to get Leah and basically is like, okay, well, we're going to have our own birthday party. And yeah. Gary is disappointed, but he understands. <laughs> uh, 
Because I wanted to fight with you at a, at, a, at a birthday party. I wanted to bring my new woman and her kids, and I, mean, I wanted really Amber did. to lose her shit. <sighs> Crazy. Well, Christina, yeah. why would you even... If, if I was Christina, she he was like, will you come to the birthday? I was like, no. No. <laughs> why would I do that? Yeah. Why, this is her first birthday. She just got out of prison. Chill yeah. with this shit. <laughs> yeah, we don't, I don't need to be there. Mm. So we see a cute little birthday party at Amber's yeah. house. It's nice. Yeah. Gary picks up Leah, and Leah has a little fit, just like a normal kid fit. She has a normal yeah. kid fit about not wanting to go back to mommy or go to daddy's because she's having fun at mommy's. And he was like, well, we're going to another party. And she's like, this is when she was like, but is it still my fifth birthday? And I think she yeah. just, like, didn't understand that she was going to another birthday party. I do think it's kind of – I don't – really understand why Amber's party had to be that exact day. I guess it was Leah's actual birthday. Um, It's like, did she need to have two parties on the same day? No. I'm I'm just not a fan of that. I I don't think it's right. Especially, like, Leah had a planned birthday party that obviously had invitations. He rented a space. It's like, do you need to do a party beforehand at your house that then she'll be tired and... It's just a lot for a little kid to have two it, birthday well, parties. Well, that party was for Amber. It wasn't for Leah. That's true. It was about yeah. it. And, and, I, and her family, because they all kept saying the same thing. Oh, we've never yeah. had Leah for a birthday party. Oh, we Why? haven't got... This is a big deal well, for us. I don't... I think well, because Amber didn't have... You know, she left Leah when Leah was three, but she didn't have custody for, I think, a while before that. And she didn't have custody because... But I want to say it was 2010... But she didn't have custody because of that, that fucking hitting Gary because a child services uh, call came out and they, and he would have, they were like, we're going to, we're going to place her. Now keep it, now look at how quickly CPS is in this and all, and all about this because it's the first thing that happened on Team Mom. They're not coming Mm -hmm. out for Janelle now. They come out for this. So (laughs) they were going to remove, they were going to have to have Leah stay somewhere else and she had to to fight over custody. Yeah. And it went to Gary's mom. Right? I yeah, think went Gary's, to Gary's mom, mom was the one. And he was living with her. Yeah. So went to Gary, and, and then, so she, so Amber goes in and, vol- I just recently watched this episode, Amber goes in and voluntarily gives over custody, and mm-hmm. that's where it's been since. But then, since then, she's gone to jail, she's a known drug addict, she Yeah, well, now she issues. has, now she has the, the legalized visitation and pays child support. But, but she I doesn't don't... show up. Yeah, and I don't think she has any legal custody. I think Gary gets full say over where she goes to school and where, like, she get, he gets full say over legal decisions for her, I'm pretty sure. But she talks about it in 2017. So when she's talking about it on the show, she talks about it like Gary has done something to her. Like, this is something Gary has done to her. Like, like the stuff that's in the yeah. behind, like the, the rehab, the drug stuff. It's the, like Janelle and Barbara. Yeah. And the inviting a man you met on Twitter, you've known him for 30 days on Twitter to come live with you. Like, all that mm-hmm. never happened. She talks about it like Gary's just an asshole, which is not... And no. Gary is an asshole. He but is not, an asshole. Not though. in this. So, but Gary is always saying... I'm not saying he doesn't use the control, just like Barb uses its control, Janelle. It's she exactly, enjoys it's very, very control. similar. It's very similar. But what he's saying isn't wrong. I want to make sure she gets to school on time. Yeah. I want to she make doesn't sure go to bed. She doesn't go to bed when routine. she's at Amber's house. Yeah. I want to make sure, like, okay, well, you want more time? How about you show up on the days that you're supposed to have her? Yeah. Show up and stop Or I've said that you can get, he's, he says, like, okay, I said 
you can pick her up from school, but then she has to come back to my house to go to bed and Amber has a fit because she wants to pick her up from school and get to have her sleep over her house. And Gary's like, you can pick pick her her up from from school. school." Yeah, pick her up from school and you guys can hang out, but he can't trust that Amber will get her to school in time, that Amber will make her go to bed. She was falling asleep at school after staying the night at Amber's. She, they can't trust that Amber will get her homework done. I don't think they can trust that Amber's feeding her, like, any sort of regular meals, just candy, probably. Like, that's legit. They can't trust (laughs) that Amber does the regular mom stuff that they need her to do. And you're right. And Amber gets on stage. She's just like Janelle this way. She gets on stage, and she throws a fit, and she cries. And she's like, Gary just won't let me. And Gary's like... You don't come for your scheduled visits. And she's like, you know, I was depressed. And it's like, oh, well, what? Well, sure. And that's why you can't have. So the other thing is like that Amber can do that I do often with foster kids is I just go to school and have lunch with them. So Amber has mm-hmm. no schedule and I yeah. usually work from home. So what I do is I just go up there and I don't tell them I'm coming. It's a surprise. I sit at the mm-hmm. table with them. I meet their teacher. Aww. We eat together. Like, you can spend fucking time with them. Yeah. And when I talk about how your day, especially the ones that are having trouble with school, we talk about how your day is. I talk about what we're going to do after. And I just, like, once a week, I'll just fucking pop in. And yeah. Amber could absolutely do that. And just, like, make her fucking, make Leah's fucking day. You know how fucking excited they are to see me when I, I show up imagine. there? It's fucking. Makes and it you feel know what? so special, I bet. And school lunch is two dollars, so it's not yeah. even expensive. <laughs> yeah, so when I mean Amber has options. She could be picking Leah up every day and driving her to Gary's and doing her homework with her, and then leaving. But she doesn't. Yeah, she, she could, doesn't want to do she that. Or she could take her she home wants, and then take her back to Gary's. Yeah, she wants to do. She wants to have Leah on her schedule, and she doesn't understand. And this is, I think, similar with Janelle, and it's not. It's understandable, but not excusable, but because she doesn't spend any regular time with Leah, she doesn't understand children things, and she doesn't understand schedules, and that Leah has to be at a certain place by a certain time, and she doesn't understand that Leah making perfect attendance is important to her at eight years old, because what does Amber know about that? I yeah. I really do truly believe that Gary feels that he can't trust that Amber will get her to school. And Amber's like, so what if she plays hooky and takes a day off? And it's like, it, it, oh, you can it only, just matters. Oh, you can only take so many days off or you don't pass. And also, yeah. third grade, eight, eight years old, third grade is where you start to get real great these days. So, like, it matters which reading group you're in. Because yeah. if you're in the slow reading group, you will be in the slow reading group till you fucking graduate college, to high school. Plus, Leah so, like, seems, by all accounts, to like school. And like I said, getting perfect attendance was important to her. And she needs yeah. parents that will facilitate that. Yeah, she's got a little sister. Like, all these things don't mean she doesn't want to be around Amber. That's not what it means. Yeah. It means that if on Thursday you're supposed to pick her up and she's sitting there waiting for you, pick her up. Yeah. Because... <laughs> She knows you're supposed to come. Her pe- because that's another thing. Like people, people always come up to me in stores and stuff. It makes they don't make fun of me, but they'll say, "Oh, you, you're so funny," or I, "I heard you talking to your kids over there." But I'm like a fucking cruise director. I'm always like, "And after this, we're gonna do this." And on, yeah. and then don't forget this. Now remember when we go in here, Bob. Like they, you have to keep telling what's gonna happen. So Gary and Christina probably say, your mom's going to pick you up at three. And then when she's not there, fuck. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's it's so sad. Um, so we get 
Gar- or Leah at Gary's birthday party for her. Yeah. And He's it's dragging cute. her in. Yeah. <laughs> and she wants to Gary, go play. Wait. <laughs> Christina. Gary says to Christina at this point, a part of me will always love her. Like, Gary, shut the fuck up. Like, why do you need to say that to Christina? Is that necessary to say to Christina ever? Or at this ever? birthday party. Or yeah. at this birthday party in general. He, he doesn't. But remember how he was, like, talking about Amber on stage? And he's like, her hair's been looking nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he doesn't fucking know what to fucking say. He's the worst. Like, seriously. He just doesn't care about whose feelings he hurts. I don't think, I think he gets to talking. And shit comes out. He reminds me of my husband. We were outside of Hooters once, and we just finished eating. My husband looked over. He was smiling. He was so happy. He, I could tell he was, like, in a good mood. He looked at me and says, I just love your fat arms. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, you know, they're just really cute. I just love how, like, chubby they are. He's like, I've just been looking at you today. You're so cute. And I was like, what? And so he's just like, he, he keeps talking. He keeps talking about how fat my arms are and how he thinks they're cute and how, like, he even pokes one of my arms. He goes, you're just so cute. I don't, and I can tell he thinks he's giving me a compliment. But my thought is I need to throw up this fucking chicken I just ate because I am far, I'm fucking fat. Oh. And he, and like, I, he gets why that's, but he reminds me of a Gary where Gary, when those cameras come on, I think Gary just starts talking and shit yeah, just starts performs. fucking coming out. Yeah. And he needs to just be quiet. Ugh. Because yeah. he's even like, you know what I mean? And it's like, go ask your friend if you know what I mean. Not yeah. your girlfriend. Um, but the party Ugh. is good. Leah has a lot of fun. And we get a scene of Amber talking to her mom. And she did say something really self-aware when she was like, I'm really freaking out. But I've realized I can't call Leah if I'm freaking out. Yes. Because Leah can't be the one to come over when I'm upset. And I was like, great, great. We're not relying on a five-year-old anymore. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're here. And she basically <laughs> is just like, it's harder out here than it is out there. Or it's yep. harder out here than it was in there. And her mom's like, go get a fucking job. You know her mom is like, work. Yeah. You, if you have to be somewhere every day. Yeah. And you have to take care of, do something. It's. It's the same thing I say about Kate and Tyler. I feel like part of the yes. reason there, I'm not saying depression because I have depression. I know it's real. I know certain things trigger it. But I think part of Kate and Tyler's problem is that all they do is sit around and think about yeah. the craziest Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Even just volunteer. Go do something. I had a therapist once that said, you gain self-esteem by doing esteemable acts. And for somebody like Amber, or I'm assuming Caitlin, when you, but especially Amber, when you have had such a bad past and you have no self-esteem and for so yeah. many years you're unreliable, you have a bad reputation, it's so important just to wake up in the morning and get to your job on time. And you do that every day for a month. And you're like, wow, yeah. I'm a reliable worker. And my boss can like, my boss can understand that I can be on time every day. Yeah. And, this and your is boss like, says one day, oh, you're always on time. And you and you take that shit to heart because. Yeah. Having a job in early recovery is just, it's so important. And it's not about making money. It's about just being reliable and accountable when you have spent years not being reliable and accountable, especially if you're someone like Amber who was making money through MTV so she didn't have to have a job. But 
you know, that's like kind of a unique situation, but at the same time, it's not because lots of addicts make money through stealing, prostituting, yeah, uh, drug work. dealing, but non-traditional, they make money through non-traditional means and they yeah. go for years without having to show up anywhere on time. And just like yeah. the simple act of doing it. And I think Amber's mom and Amber even said, remember on the Puerto Rico trip when she was like, my mom worked two factory jobs, like I think Amber's mom is the type that works and I can imagine it's extremely frustrating for her to hear like, well, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. The working grounds you because it puts you in the point where you focus on one little thing. Okay. All I got to do is get myself to bed and wake up and get a ride over here. That's, that's the one thing I got to worry about and everything else is, secondary to me getting to, to this place at 8 a.m. And yeah. but I think Amber thinks that stuff is beneath her, which mm-hmm. the, that's kind of the point, though. You're doing yeah. work that's beneath you that because yeah. you can't handle what you can't handle anything yeah. higher than that. When I was once in you, rehab, yeah. I told my stepdad, oh, this is awful looking back. It was like, I'm not going to go back to serving like I have a college degree now. I was so cocky. And I ended up getting a job as a hostess, even though I'd been a server for many years and had worked Uh. in office environments. And I rode the fucking bus to my hostess job. And it was the, for the first time in my life, I had a car since I was 16. I never had to ride the bus. It was awful, but it was, it was a consequence of my addiction. And I was facing my consequences and humbling myself. I'm always telling my sponsees, I'm like, go get a job at Panera Bread, at Panera Bread and go make... 8.25 an hour Panera Bread and just show up. It's a low stress job. You don't have to take work home from you. It's easy to get hired, but you have to be willing to humble yourself, which Amber has never been willing to do. That's it. It's not not unreasonable that she won't humble her. I mean, it is unreasonable, but it's understandable because she has MTV. Why would she humble herself? Why would she get a job? I'm sure she had a bunch of, she had, because when I was looking for this episode, I watched it on MTV, by the way. When I was looking for it, and I think you bought it on Amazon. When yeah. I was looking for it, I saw that she had, like, a Dateline interview. I yeah. like, I think she had a bunch of interviews that, when she got out. That was, I think she did Dr. Phil. She went on Dr. Drew's podcast or radio show. Yeah. Yeah. She did a lot of shit. So keep in mind that just what we're seeing is not what happened. She also got a lot of smoke blown up her ass, like, well, you've been doing great, and she's. And I know that you know you come a long way. Well, the truth mm-hmm. is, your journey just started. You haven't come yeah. anywhere yet. Yeah, because you were in prison. Yeah, exactly. So basically, she's like Gary led me on too much, and she's pissed. And then we see Gary at Christi- at his house, and Amber calls and wants to come over to talk about Leah, and he says, "Oh, this is awful." He says to her like to Christina that, yeah, I should, I let her on too much, but I shouldn't have. And was that wrong of me? Like maybe, but I don't, I don't, or I feel like the bad guy, but I shouldn't. He did. So it was wrong of him. Uh, but she really was, she like her and Gary were not going to get back together. No, she knew, she always knew that she like, she needs to take her responsibility in it. I the agree. truth but is, Gary saying like, that out loud, like I'm not the bad guy. It's like, yeah, you are, bud. You are the bad guy. You're both the bad people. Yes. Both of you are the bad people. Always, and they always have been their whole relationship. Yeah. Take your responsibility in this. You should not have been calling up, uh, talking sweet nothing to some girl in prison, 
telling her you was going to be with her when she got out because you knew it wasn't true. If, even if they did get back together, by now she'd be back in jail for beating him up. Okay, yeah. so it doesn't matter. And even when, did you notice, like, when Amber called Gary and Christina was sitting on the couch, like, Gary was doing, like, a weird flirty laugh on the phone with her. He always does that. Ugh, He's and poor so Christina starts crying. Of course she does, because she knows, like, the thing is, Gary and Amber have this on and off relationship till she went to fucking prison. Like, yeah. when I watched those old episodes, after she signed over custody of Boo Boo, <laughs> to mm-hmm. Leah, Leah, after she signed over custody of Boo Boo, they tried to get back together again. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And it's because they keep thinking they can go back and right this wrong, but the wrong was when you tried to get together in the first place. Not everybody's meant to be together. Yeah, yeah. We're coming up on 10 years of marriage through the end of this year. And the only reason we're still married is because we want to still be married. If mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, I don't want to be married anymore. And there's a reason then I won't be married anymore. I'm not yeah. going to like chase that. Like people are so crazy. This is, and you know what? If she was with Gary, her sobriety, whatever it is that she has, her sobriety would not be in a good place either because Gary is a trigger for her. She, yeah. Yeah. And aren't absolutely. you supposed to not be in relationships when you're in the program? When you're following, well, she's not in the program. Well, okay, never mind. in the first year, you're urged to not get into a new relationship because the idea is like, and I think everybody can agree with this. And I saw this when with most of my friends that got into relationships in the first year. It's like, how can you work on yourself if you're trying to impress someone else? And yeah. How can you work on being more assertive if you have a boyfriend that you're obsessed with and he's very domineering? You're not going to work yeah. on being more assertive. You're going to just do what you've always done. And the relationship really becomes the focus because we're humans and also especially as addicts, like, and we're looking yeah. for outside validation and we're not learning to get validation from ourselves. We just go back to the old thing we rely on. And so it's not so much like don't you ever date within the first year, but the idea is like, especially two people in early recovery, they're just such sick people. And I also always say like to my sponsees and also the guys that they're like, or guys or girls are telling me about, it's like, so what do you have to offer a partner right now? And what do they have to offer you? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you in early recovery have to offer anyone? Like, and that goes for Amber. Like what did Amber have to offer Gary when she stepped out of prison? Nothing. And most people to offer. And most relationships that start off, like when you go to rehab or you go away and you're in a relationship, those relationships usually go uh, in because you realize how toxic and how they affect and how they play into your addiction. Yeah. Like people break up, people in rehab all the time. Yeah. Also, it's like you can't, it's extremely hard to form healthy relationship dynamics when for however long that you've been together, your relationship has just been like completely unhealthy because you've been an addict. It's very, yeah. very hard to then reform healthy relationship dynamics. Like I always say, mm-hmm. even if my ex-boyfriend and I got back together, like I, and we, he had 10 years sober, I would still like, and I was drug testing him every day. I would still not totally believe he was sober because he just lied to me for so long. It's like, right. how can you form, it's, it's like. You have to, you can't erase the past. And so it's very hard for relationships that were so unhealthy because it's almost impossible to have a healthy relationship if one or both of you is an active addiction or alcoholism to then form some sort of healthy relationship. Right. 
Because you're because you're so used to falling back yeah. into old patterns. Yeah, because you're still the same people. Yeah, and, and now you have to create whole new dynamics. That's why the moment Amber called to talk to Leah, talk to Boo Boo, and, and by the way, I call all my kids Boo Boo, and it's because I can't remember anybody's name. <laughs> so, and I call, I'll call you every name in the book besides your own fucking name. So I just like Boo Boo. So anyway, so when she was calling to talk to Boo Boo, the moment Gary was like, you know, I still love you. Uh, we should think about, you know, what the future might hold. Amber should have been like, no, because I just want, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I want to move. I want to get better. Please leave me alone. And she yeah. says that there. She says, I don't want to be. I want to get away from him. So yeah. okay, get away from him. Yeah. So Amber goes over to Gary's house so that they can have a talk, and she basically is like, I feel betrayed by you, which. It's one of those things where she's right and she's wrong. She shouldn't have put yeah. herself in a position to be betrayed, but he did betray her. Right. She, those feelings are valid. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, I said, like, you never know what happens. I said, like, <laughs> maybe it's in 10 years. And she's like, why would Such you say that? <laughs> Such a guy. Yeah. Right. And she says, like, she's like, I need closure. Like, I need you to tell me it's over. And... Gary's like, well, you know, I think prison was good for you. You've done more in the last year and a half than you've ever done. And he's, which is, this is true. He says, he says, prison helped me not to be so addicted and obsessed with you. And that, that, that really pissed off Amber. And I wrote down exactly what she, or not exactly what she said, but this is paraphrase of what she said. She said, listen, listen to me. I just got out of prison for a year and a half because of what the hell happened between me and you. Listen, because I'm talking to you. You understand that, right? Because I went to prison for a year and a half. Do you know that? Do you care? You played me while I was there. Now you go play house with your girlfriend. So I think Amber, 100% to this day in 2017, but especially in in 2013 when this was filming, Amber completely blames Gary for her being in jail. If Gary wasn't such a pussy and didn't care so much about getting hit and didn't act like such a baby and didn't force her to hit him while cameras were there, she if would he never wasn't have to go to prison. Yeah. If he wasn't flinching I, on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Amber is enraged that Gary never had to pay for the sins that she believe he believes he committed. And she but, believes that he was just as bad in their relationship and that he deserves to be in trouble too. And it infuriates her. For So for him but, to say, sorry, go ahead. No, but he, but that's, the thing is, she got probation for that. The reason she's in prison yes, is because she but beat she up a bitch in IHOP. She doesn't care about that. That's not, that's not what she uh, cares about. Yeah. The reason she's right. in prison is because she couldn't stop fucking, she couldn't stop failing drug tests. It's not even right. the IHOP thing too. You know, right, like the IHOP like, thing triggered the rehab and yeah. it was in the rehab that she couldn't, it was after the rehab that she couldn't stay sober and was failing the drug tests. She had multiple probation violations. Amber got a lot yeah. of, Amber got a lot of leeway. I mean, yeah, she got a lot of chances. Yeah, she got a lot of chances, but Amber truly believes that if Gary didn't force her to hit him, that <laughs> she would not be where she was today. And that's why she went to prison. Because she can't take accountability for any of her actions to this she day. She sounds like Chris Brown. She was like a fucking it, abuser. It, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's exactly like that. Where, So for him to say, like, prison helped me not be addicted to you, 
is so fucking infuriating to her because all she can see is Gary, who didn't have to pay for the sins of the relationship, who has custody of their daughter, who lives in his own home and isn't living with his grandparents, who has a car and who gets to be Mr. Teen Mom, for him to Uh. say, like, for him to say, like, you being away helped me get over you, like, that is probably the worst thing that he could have said to her. Yeah, you're right. And and look at the... He's got his little smirk on his face when he's saying it. Yeah. Because you, the, every time he talks to her, he's got his little smirk on his face. Even when he told her that Matt had 400 kids, he had a little smirk on his face. Yeah. It's that flirty thing you're talking about. He just sound He gets so... Mm-hmm. And then I think you know it's it's Amber was his first love, and I think that we uncovered who took Gary's virginity because yeah. that's why he talks to her like that all the time. And you know what? Maybe he really did try to get back together because think about it. Think about that first boyfriend you had and how long you tried to stay with that person. And imagine yeah. if you had a kid with him, and you'd be like, no. so maybe he really was trying to get back together. No, with I, her, I but, bet he was. It's, and it's so easy when someone's calling you from jail to just be like. Yeah, baby, I love you, too. I love you. We have yeah. 15 minutes on the phone before the phone hangs up. It's yeah. just so easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. I love you. I love you. This is great. I love you. Yeah, we'll totally be together when you get out for sure. And then he meets Christina, and he really likes Christina, but he doesn't want to deal with the wrath of Amber. And, so and Christina's easier. married. He's fucking her. So that's yeah. another thing. He yeah. doesn't know where this is going. She's married. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Christina leaves her husband, or Christina's husband finds out, or whatever, but Christina leaves, and now she's a viable opportunity, and she's like, hey, I just blew up my marriage over this, uh, you and I better make this serious, and I'm ready and to Leah loves her. to you. And, and Leah just, loves her. And Leah loves her, and it's just so, like, it's so easy, so he's forming this whole relationship with Christina, and picking up the phone three times a week to be like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> We'll yeah. be together. But, and that only exists in that 20 minutes until they hang up the phone. So then yeah. he could just go off and, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so easy because it's not like she's texting him through the day. No. There's really, there's like, he has this one specific time with this girl that he still loves or whatever. I don't know if it's love or like whatever infatuation or addiction. Mm-hmm to her like this comfort with her so he's doing this thing with christina and christina's great and he likes christina but then he can just pick up the phone with amber and it's comforting and it's easy and and amber's supposed to be in there for five years yeah even if it's all even if he knows in its head in his head it's only a year and a half because of time served or it's going to be two years because of time served or whatever even if it was six months i feel like this would still be happening because Carrie, yeah. Gary was really getting to have his cake. He needed to, and he was spending. He probably wasn't spending all. And his Gary time loves cake, Christina. buddy. Gary loves. And Gary cake. loves cake, but you know he's probably <laughs> only spending so much time with Christina because she does have a daughter, and at first she was married, and so yeah. all of a sudden it's like, all, probably before he even realized it, he and Christina were serious, and he was like, "Oh, whoops! I'm still telling and- Amber that we can live together." And then, because again, he has no idea what to say. He just babbles every time he mm-hmm. talks to her. She she gets on. So he realizes this one day. He's like, "Shit, me and Christina are going to be together, and this is the right decision to make." When I think about, I, so I got Christina, Amber, and maybe some other chick. I don't know. So, yeah. but when I think about who who's the right decision to make, it's Christina. All right, yeah. fine. 
Amber calls. He's like, yeah, so, you know, um, me and Christina are going to get married. Like, he just, he probably blurted that shit out with no. And then he's like, well, you know, I don't, Leah loves her. He probably said that shit. Like, he said all the wrong things. And it's three months before she's supposed to get out of prison. Yeah. A hundred percent. (laughs) Gary. But you know, yeah. people in the group, in the Facebook group, love Gary. They, <laughs> Molly and they love, loves Gary. Molly would do some Gary. She, what did she say? Christina should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> I find Gary, I think Gary gets, he's up there for very improved. But I also have this theory that it's a lot easier for the dads to improve themselves because they don't have the burden of being the primary caregiver for the child. I feel this way about Joe as well. And that also they're not on camera as much. So you they're don't not see. on camera. We Absolutely. never see Christina and Gary fighting. Because the camera's no. not there when they're fighting. Exactly. And you know, Gary's mom was raising Leah and then Christina came along and is raising Leah. And so Gary hasn't right. had to do the very heavy lifting of being a teen dad. And I mean Amber's kind of a different case, but someone like Kale versus Joe, where Kale was with Isaac any time that Joe wasn't around, any time he wasn't yeah. with Joe's, Kale was with Isaac and really doing the Joe had so much support, Isaac. too. He had his so mom and dad. Junior was and his brother. every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Junior. And then, Junior. <laughs> and then V was helping him when they finally moved in together. By the time Joe took a more responsibility, he was with V. Seriously. And V yeah. was the one probably doing the heavy lifting. So it's like, yeah, of course Joe had the chance to mature in a way that Kale didn't. Yeah, but I think that I think that they're not even if they're maturing at the same rate since we're not seeing their mistakes as much. It yes. seems like like so we're talking about this in the group about how Janelle we, people think David is like abusing Janelle and crazy mm-hmm. and probably a pedophile, right? That's that's his view right mm-hmm. now. But if he left Janelle tomorrow, people would be screaming for him to get full custody of Insley. Why? Because yes. they hate Janelle. And then, yes. so th- they're doing it with Nathan too. So I think yes. that what happened is that Amber, because everything has to be black and white, white, excuse me, everything has to be black and white. So if you hate Janelle, you better love Barb. And if you, yes. so when Correct. Amber is not, Amber's getting shit, right? Cause she's, you know, she's mm-hmm. been in jail and she's doing all this stuff. Then, oh, well, we got to love Gary. So Gary yeah. automatically gets his little boot. And then he says things like Gary time. He lives the, the, the most frugally out of everybody. Yeah. He's got Christina there backing him up, doing suggestions and making him a better person by just being in the room. Yeah. So, yeah, I see how Gary so got true. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And then they kind of just, like, come to this conclusion that they have to be co-parents. And that's kind of the end of the episode. But good. this this is, like, it was so good to watch. It was so good it was uniquely, it was just, she was so uniquely vulnerable in a way that could never be made up for TV. You know no. what I mean? MTV could not have written this episode in their wildest dreams. And they'll never get her this vulnerable again. She's not, no. this, even even when she's crying in the Kiki while after after threatening the roundhouse mat, she's not... <laughs> And in calling that him fucking garbage, and then a garbage truck goes by. <laughs> That's like, that seems she got a fucking Emmy. The editing is should. so good. <laughs> so even then, 
she's not as vulnerable as she is, right? Because she has Agreed. nothing when she gets out of prison. She is not nothing. making that sweet teen mom money like she is. She doesn't have a partner. She doesn't have a place to live. She can't even drive. The producer drove her to Gary's house. Yeah. The fucking producer. She doesn't have, it was probably Kiki, telling her all yeah. the way, girl, you just go in there and tell them how you feel. <laughs> also, so, she was in such a unique place getting out of prison, like mentally. She was just, yeah. had come out of a therapeutic community where she spent a year and a half thriving and being the peer mentor, as we said, and just doing really well. And then to go from that to like where she was in this episode, it just, yeah, MTV could not, could not have written this. I feel like if, if this had been written for a TV show, they would have been like, Ugh, it's a little obvious. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, cause it's yeah. too real. And this, and this is partly how Team Mom OG came back. Yeah, this it is. is. Why Amber says, it's 100%. This, this is why Amber always says she makes the show. And she's right. Because she's right. Because it started with her and it came back because of her. And, and it, Well, it started with her, it ended with her, and it came back with her. Yeah. And that's the truth. And as much as, you know, we were doing that thing where we were choosing who was going to raise our kids. And a lot of people mm-hmm. were choosing Macy. Sure. Sure, you want Macy to raise your kids. But do you want to watch Macy? No. Yeah. So, oh my God, on yeah. the Reddit, they're always saying like, "Who would you kick off the show?" And people always pick Janelle, and I'm like, "What are we doing here?" Of course, because we don't pick Janelle the off the show. show. They're thinking that this is a merit-based show. In fact, when I was looking at that shit about Christina, oh. there was a petition to kick Amber off of the show and put Christina on the show. Oh my God. Okay, like, first of all, you would fuck fucking hate Christina if that was the case because you yep. always hate side characters that get more airtime. And I don't understand why people don't fucking get this. Yeah. You only Once like side fear. characters because you don't see their faults because they're never on the screen. You get two minutes yeah. of them every two weeks. Yeah. If we follow Randy around 24 7, people will be calling oh, the police on him. Think my about worst if we had to follow Randy around giving barehanded Botox to people and riding his <laughs> motorcycle and being in that junk store of his wife. And <laughs> it really is a junk all... store. They, you know exactly in, like, how that goodwill. store smells. Yes, you do. And then going around to your various uh, daughters who all had kids at teenagers and out of wedlock. So we know that this, like people always say that Chelsea is like, you know, this credit to her father. Yeah, but you know what? All his kids. All his kids yeah. have this problem. So yeah. imagine if we followed him around all day. We people people trying to call CPS on Janelle. People be calling the fucking police on Randy <laughs> if we saw him all day. Fuck that. You're right. I, I would I just, be. It'd be Maeve leading the calls. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that said don't. You're like don't call CPS, but he's like call, call the police. right now. Yeah, you call him and I'll call him. Let's do a yeah. phone treat. No, you're right. This is the best. Out of all the beings, this is the best being special. A hard agree. Janelle doesn't have a being special, right? Because she team no, team because mom the two mom don't have one. The team mom two. Although there was like a year that team mom two went off the air, but it wasn't uh-huh. like it was canceled. It was when Janelle like got married to Cortland. That's why none of it is on camera. But it wasn't uh. that it was canceled. It was just like a long hiatus between the seasons. All right. So if Janelle had a being episode i think give me a pain janelle but here's the thing though here's the thing janelle is producing herself right now so overproducing herself and it's and she's not doing a great job but i don't even think she's allowed to be like that this is why 
they had a Being Nathan special and not a Being David special because a Being David special is Team Mom too, and we've already yes. seen that. Correct. So, like, it's it wouldn't even be. I would like, just like a Janelle spinoff, is what I'm saying. Okay, we can have Janelle spinoff, but <laughs> is she going to be an uh, executive producer? Because yeah, I, but I think it doesn't really matter if we put her. I think she would last about. 14 hours into filming before her true colors started coming out. Yeah, and then she'd be crying. So is she, she can't back control on, herself. On social She's media not now? back on Twitter, but she is on Instagram. Okay. Because this is the longest Chanel's been off. Like, when Brianna was going <sighs> after know. Leah this week, I was so excited because I love a Twitter. I want Twitter Janelle. I want Twitter Brianna. Oh, I, like, and I then Brianna did her thing where she deleted all her tweets. Of course, but that's what you do. But we got them, baby. I, if, yeah. we're sitting, if I were sitting next to her, I'd be like, girl, don't do this. But sitting at home, I'm like, yes. Say what yeah. you, because if they just text each other, how the fuck would I know about it? <laughs> I want this. I yeah. want you to dox people. I want you to get on the, I want you, Janelle will dox somebody. I want oh, you to Jan- get on there, an Instagram. Yeah. Janelle will post when you're Janelle will post your social security <laughs> number if she knows Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I want Janelle, I want you to get on Instagram live. And call that bitch and tell her what you think about her. And I want to watch. But yeah. that's because I'm watching a TV show. That's the other thing I think people don't get. They're like, they want these people to, I don't know, they're rooting for They want them. them to suffer. But me, no, I'm talking about the people who don't understand the show that like want Janelle. Yeah, no, no, no. Want they, want, they want Janelle and Amber to suffer for what they see are their sins, which are their sins, without understanding that the reason that Janelle and Amber will never be kicked off the show is because they create petitions to get them kicked off the show, and MTV yeah. turns their advertisers and says, look at the online engagement. Look at this. Yeah. People care enough to write petitions, and advertisers and they- go, oh, M- Re- Teen Mom 2 or OG would not be on the air if it was not for online engagement. And right. I said this on Reddit after, um, like, the the episode where everybody called CPS. I said, if you feel morally against this show, the best thing you can do is not only not watch it, not Reddit about it, not tweet about it, not Facebook about yeah. it, not mention it anywhere on the internet. Because the only reason I'm convinced that this show is going on its is on its eighth season. I mean, t- 16 and Pregnant came on the air in 2009, I think, which is an incredibly long time for a reality show to be on the air, especially when you consider the teen moms have had the same cast the entire time, except for adding yep. Brianna this season. It's incredibly rare to keep a, a fucking reality show on for eight seasons with the same cast. That's almost yep. unheard of. It's because of online engagement. And people who, they just don't get that they're, like, railing against Janelle and writing 19-paragraph Reddit posts, MTV sees that and goes, great, we'll make Janelle look even worse next week. Every call to CPS is like another day the show is on air. Yeah, and CPS probably has a Janelle department, and they're like, like, yeah, we got it. We got it. You want to talk about Janelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people probably call her all the fucking time. I mean, and they have been for years. Yeah, for years. Yeah. So, and she had an open CPS case when this was going on. Yeah. She had an open CPS case. I know. And, like, people don't realize that the burden to raise children, like, the level to, like, the bar to raise children. Yeah. And keep your child, your biological child, not one that's already in the system, is fucking low. You just got to feed them a couple times a day. Don't leave bruises on them. 
Don't mm-hmm. have sex with them. Don't let other people have sex with them. And I don't know. Send them to school. You're good. You're pretty much good because yeah. there's nowhere for these kids to go. Yeah. Right? And yeah, how many also, foster how many foster homes are there in Leland County, North Carolina? Not many. Here in Austin, there's a whole fucking hotel that's full of fucking kids that, that'll never get a home. Like they're Ugh. they're not anywhere near as many people. Ugh. So keep that in mind. And also, and that's an that's in a major city. It's a major city that keep and and we're near um, Colleen, which is the biggest uh, child sex trafficking hub in mm-hmm. Texas because of. Like, it's, it's a ton of shit. So the CP, keep in mind that, one, there are tons of kids in the system that will never get yeah. a home. There are kids that yeah. are medically fragile right now that are going to die in a hospital alone because they'll mm-hmm. never get adopted. They'll never get, because they're, they're sick and stuff. Yeah. And also, if Kaiser leaves Janelle, what they'll try to do is place them with Doris. who Correct. And Nathan will have access to him. And Nathan's a sociopath. Nathan might yes. kill Kaiser. Yes. Janelle, and... And also, here's the, you know, I love the, when and Kaiser's on there. He's like, feed me. I love that. Okay. That was hilarious to me. Because one, I know that kid eats. Okay. Yeah. He just, We've see, we see him eat, eat right all the now. time. Yeah. He, it's always Domino's, but the kid eats. And I'm telling he you, eats. CPS sees people who don't even get Domino's. Okay. Yeah. So, but one of the reasons I found it so funny is because I know he eats. So I didn't know he was in, I knew he wasn't in danger. But number two, Toddlers do shit like that to you. You go to Target and they start screaming like you've never fed them in their entire lives. He was just the the thing that I felt that was the worst. That's an easy thing to access for a three year old who doesn't have a ton of speech. Yeah. See me cereal. What he was upset about and what I was upset about about this was not him screaming feed me. And not the fact that they had shirts off and they looked like they were like hobos. (laughs) Once again, I know that Janelle takes pictures and tries to make herself seem like one thing mm-hmm. while the kids are screaming in the background when the yeah. truth is you got you got two pictures stop go feed yeah me. go 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 handle this that i actually thought the most cool. upsetting thing in that scene was when kaiser screamed at jace shut up jace and it, it sounded him. very yeah even though the hitting didn't bother me as much because kids hit each other hit. it yeah. was how mimicking that his tone sounded that was like a very adult aggressive shut up jace it was it it seemed a lot older than him that was like ooh, uh, he's probably mimicking the way the adults talk it was just know, very i don't know thing, do you know do you know what i mean by that though? Me, like, yeah it, i know what you mean he sounded older than he was so he's so someone has yelled shut up jace and yeah like around him and he's mimicking that the thing that exactly. disturbed me was was the producer hitting the camera button. I'd be like, bitch, I'm not... You You canceled the photographer. You <laughs> figured it out. I'm I'm a producer. I'm just supposed to stand here. Like, I'm not supposed to get involved. If I was supposed to get involved, I'd go get Kaiser a bowl of cereal. That's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> it was... I don't know. But, but, like, I feel like... So, I got off subject again. I'm sorry. Being Amber is the best being special ever. I, I've seen them all. Being Amber is it, and it's because it was, like you said, it was so raw, she was so vulnerable, and Amber was the one to watch at the time, because she was yeah. the one making all the headlines. And yeah, something interesting happened to her, because even Farrah's being special, which was post-porn, wasn't even interesting. 
Yeah. And so keep in mind, they're sort of coming back, and this is when people are threatening to quit. And everyone's threatening to quit. Not everyone, excuse me. Macy and Kate don't want to film with Farrah, but Amber was cool with it. Amber only talks about Farrah's porn shit when she's mad at Farrah because yeah, of shit she says. Because it's mad. easy. Yeah, it's the easiest thing to say is you're a porn star. And actually, like, I listen, if I were Macy, I'd have questions too, because you know how these MTV editors get cute with these transitions i want to know what she's filming and if she's filming at a mm-hmm. porn convention and then they have like dicks becoming bats and then bentley's on screen at softball i have a problem yeah. with that i don't have a problem with her doing porn i have a problem with her doing porn on this show and i gotta be on this show with her that's yeah, and I as, I, as i've said repeatedly i really do believe that one of the biggest reasons macy was upset is because fair fucked with her money and that yeah. farrah went and did the teen mom did the porn under the name Backdoor Teen Mom and capitalized on Macy's brand that she was using. I mean, it was all their brand, but I'm sure Macy saw it as her brand that she was using to get paid to go around to different colleges and high school and speak about safe sex and being a teen parent and how to change your life and doing motivational speaking and getting paid a pretty, pretty penny to do it. Then Farrah yeah. comes and gets fucked up the ass with the name Teen Mom. And that's Sully's, that's Sully's Macy's brand. And I don't yeah. think Macy would ever say that out loud. And it's much easier to say it's about Bentley. And I completely agree. It was about Bentley to an extent. And you're absolutely right how the editors edit stuff. And is this going to go from a porn scene, essentially, to a Bentley scene? But I really think Macy was pissed that Farrah did the porn under the name Teen Mom. And that Farrah capitalized the Teen Mom brand that Macy was making her money off of to do porn and Macy was like are you fucking kidding me because Candy's safe sex program is paying me to be Macy from Teen Mom and now you're getting paid to be fair from Teen Mom who gets fucked up the ass right and also I think people don't take into account enough that Farrah is unpleasant I'm not saying yes. she can't be pleasant yes. but she's no, unpleasant she's around awful. This. so we don't even like this bitch okay yes. <laughs> we don't even Correct. like her and then she does this, and then now she's got a big attitude. So then when you even... I, I guarantee you, Kate says hello to Farrah. I guarantee you she does. Mm-hmm. Well, before they got that before, big thing. Where she yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before the, she was on the camera. Yeah. yeah. So I bet she says hello, and I bet you Farrah is already on defense and already mad when she shows up. Mm-hmm. I... And the same with Janelle. I bet... Like, so they, they flew Janelle, which I think they should, because I don't like Janelle, and I wouldn't hang out with her either. But... I bet you Janelle's also unpleasant to be around. Just like they were talking yeah. about how Janelle got to leave early and they're trying to make Leah, this yeah. is last reunion, I guess. They're trying to make yeah. Leah say something about it. And Leah's like, I'm not going to say, you know, I do my job. She does her job. But I'm sure she's yeah, like. Yeah, said the same thing too. They were like, whatever. Yeah, but I'm sure that's been going on for years. I'm sure yeah. it's been sh- Because, and by the way, this is. I have an idea. Leah should call fucking Macy and get some tips and start doing Like, Macy knows how to do it. Why are you calling Kale? Call Macy. You know what's funny about the Macy thing is that Macy was the one that was leading the campaign against Farrah at the beginning. Amber didn't care. Kate and Tyler were mad because they had that beef with her from couples therapy. I can't remember exactly. Like they got in the fight at the couples therapy reunion, but eventually they were like, it's fine that she's on the show. We we're going to bury the hatchet. But now Macy never says shit about Farrah. And she got Kate and Amber. So riled up. up 
and hating Farah that they're the ones that scream about it. And Macy doesn't have to say shit. And Macy can be like, I have no problem with Amber except that she's disrespectful of our time. Or excuse me. The only problem I have with Farah is that she's disrespectful of our time. But I have no problem with her personally as Amber's swinging she doesn't have to say anymore. Yeah. Yeah. As a, Amber yeah, literally Amber, is swinging. Because Amber gets hot. But you know what? Macy's probably busy calling that drug counseling hotline that she was on for three fucking episodes last season while Brian was driving around her fucking baby. Like, she's just... I, I, Whose idea was it for her to be on that fucking phone for three episodes? Whose idea was that? And why was That's it in Dr. Drew? Why was she calling some random guy? Since when do we uh, not call Dr. Drew for these problems? I don't know. Maybe she's got a secret beef with Dr. Drew that we don't know about. But I just find this so strange. So when that comes back, and I think it's coming back like in a couple of and weeks. Ha- I can't believe they just filmed the fucking reunion for Team Mom 2. Do we really have another month of Team Mom 2? The show has been on. Okay, so I remember being in Seattle when the second OG reunion came on, which mm-hmm. was at the beginning of July. And there was no right, break in you're between your seasons. Nephew. Yes. Yep. And there was no break in between seasons because I remember expecting there to be like three weeks in between the seasons and there or the franchises, and there wasn't, which means that. This season of Team Mom 2 has been on since mid-July. We're now going Jesus. into November. So we're not getting the reunion for at least another two weeks. And it's because they're throwing in filler episodes like these fucking clip shows. Like, you just asked me, did I watch the Barb and Janelle's Biggest Blow-Up? And I said, no, because I've been there for all of them. I watched this fucking show. I have the transcript tattooed on my ass. I know what happens better than Janelle knows what happens. So I don't need to watch a fucking clip show. But that's what they've been doing. And they fucked us over this week with a fucking clip show. And that's, yeah. you know, this reminds me of Real Housewives of Atlanta that feels like it goes on for eight months. And yeah, because it well, goes it does. Over the they fuck- do 26 episodes, I think. Because it, right. it goes over the fucking holidays, too. And they skip fucking weeks. Yeah. And then... Ugh. Yeah, they're yeah, doing 26 been- episodes while going <sighs> over the holidays and skipping weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's on forever. And Team Mom, you're right. Team Mom 2 has been on. I thought it was going to be... The finale when Kill graduated and Brandon had that too. fucking baby. I know I said it on here. I was like, oh, next week must be the finale. So how many episodes is the finale? Not because we know that they're extending the season because that's how they keep them in their contract. Yeah, they get AMA. paid per episode. Yeah. So it's not like they're not they're working for free. That's not what's happening. But instead yeah. of having to negotiate a new contract, they just go, okay, yes. we're going to do uh, A and B. So. But the next episode, is that at Janelle's wedding? Or no, no, is that... see, I thought the same thing. I thought it was Janelle's wedding because I thought it was going to be the fight. Um, yeah. The pre-wedding fight because we heard her scream, why don't we just not get married? But, I'm but she pretty says it every sure day the probably. Next episode... Yeah. It's every day and I'm pretty sure the next episode is Jason, Marissa, Janelle, and David go to New York. And I would be surprised if that's in the same episode as Janelle getting wet- married. Right. Because that's just too much different. It's just... Too much time I would different. assume next season, the the part B season, which is essentially next season, because they take you know a whole OG season comes in like in between. It's not, it's a new season for us as far as we're concerned. A and B is meaningless to me. Yeah, right. They're, all, they're different seasons. If there's right. a break in between it, they're different seasons to me. So right. I'm assuming that the wedding isn't going to be till next season. But what if we see up until the wedding as the finale? That's crazy. That's like in two, like I could see next week being the penultimum episode, the one before the finale. And then the finale is in two weeks. And then, so like the 
you know, we get the second to last this week, the finale next week, and then and then the reunions two, two start. Up, two reunions. Although I'm like praying we get one of those behind the scenes at the reunion episodes. So we theoretically could have at least five more episodes. Five episodes? I mean, I love it, but I'm just like, I don't, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and I'm ready for OG to come back, which usually I'm like, fuck OG. I don't like OG, but. Well, we got to like, see I, Ryan I and his girl. I can't wait to see Amber. I can't wait to see Mackenzie pretending like her marriage is fine. Oh. We can't wait. And, and Macy will still be on that phone call. Still trying to work, still workshopping what she's gonna say. Like, I and I mean, I guess Kate and Tyler will buy another house. I don't get a horse. We could skip Kate and Tyler. Did you see that picture of Tyler where he where they posted in the group and someone said they thought that was a out and proud lesbian and I <laughs> fucking died because I thought it was like an out. I thought it was a lesbian. He is, but he's looking better. He looks so scrawny. I agree. When, he looks so I've been, much better. I've been watching old episodes, and Kate and Tyler are so fucking young. They're so tiny little. people. They're underfed. Kate is all over Tyler, like sitting in his lap constantly. He is basically like, "You got to move out. You can't stay here. Go move to the next state over with your mama." Like it is so. I was like, "Fuck! I forgot about them." When yeah. they they actually. Yeah, so I'm ready for this, and, like, I really appreciate you letting me being on the show. Like, every time I'm on the show, I feel really good about it. I think we I talked for three hours again. I don't remember shit I fucking said. I hope no, I didn't out anybody. I, like, you, do you understand what I mean now when I say I go into a fugue state when I record yeah. this and I have no idea? You, like, hang up and you're like, hmm, I have no idea what I just said. I, I hope I didn't say something to get somebody in trouble. <laughs> I hope <laughs> All right, I'm princess. Gonna, you know. All right, Thank man. you Let's... so much for coming on this show. I love you very much. I hope everybody appreciates our two hour and 45 minute episode. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll see you in the group. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. All right. Bye, love. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. Sleep struggles, reassurance, and major fears. There is a reason why I named my show the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. My name is Natasha Daniels, and I'm an anxiety and OCD therapist. And I'm also the mom to three kids with anxiety and OCD. Trust me, the irony is not lost on me. Join me every Tuesday as I give parents a real and raw view of what works and what doesn't from a therapist and a mom's point of view. Subscribe to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.